This show is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find the other great shows on the network, head over to the Deluxe Edition Network.com. Bev's Video Kingdom is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Bev's Video Kingdom really is brought to you by. What the fuck? What's up, dude? One of my renters broke the toilet again. That dude takes giant shits. Now I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Why don't you hire a property management company or something to take care of that stuff? Because they suck and they take 10%. You know, our dude Hank owns and manages Heritage Realty Partners. I think he said he only charges 5% and he visits each property at least once a month. That's right. He's always posting beers from the road. You have his number? Actually, I do. His personal number is 805-451-5734. Perfect. Now he can deal with my renter's big shits. Heritage Realty Partners. For all your property management and investment needs. Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by Get Out Now, the perfect new app to get you out of any situation. Tired of being stuck in situations you'd rather not be in? Need a quick escape? Introducing Get Out Now, the app that helps you get out of any situation with just a few taps on your phone. With Get Out Now, you can easily create fake emergencies, schedule fake phone calls, or even simulate a fake pet emergency to make your exit in a jiffy. Don't want to sit through that boring play your friend dragged you to? Get Out Now can send you a fake urgent message that requires you immediate attention. And for those awkward dates, simply use the Rescue Me feature to receive a fake call from a friend with a perfect excuse to bail out. Did you just blow it and realize you shouldn't have just slept with your best friend and need a quick escape? Hit the get me the fuck out of here button and we'll literally set your apartment on fire and have the fire department call you. So download Get Out Now today. Start escaping with ease. Remember, with Get Out Now, you're always in control. <laughs> I love just fire. Just need a quick house fire to literally clear the room. set your apartment on fire. Yeah. <laughs> now I know what's going on every time Nate's like, oh, dude, I'm sorry, man. Something came up. I can't go. <laughs> fucking get out now. All those, all those fucking pet emergencies, bro. God damn. I got a lot of pets. I wanna be at Beverly's bringing me home with my movies. Just a blind blind, no reason why. I love this scene. It's got Jack and Brad, your favorite podcast. The star. <laughs> dramatic pause. I love my dramatic pause. <laughs> what, you, what you guys can't see out there is that I just stare kind of uncomfortably at Brad whenever that happens. He's he, so good. <laughs> it makes me just laugh. He gives this like sly look like, what are you doing, motherfucker? <laughs> uh, I was trying to make kind of like more like eyes at you. Hey, oh, Brad, damn. what do you think? Do you think me and I, you and I can have, can be friends without it turning romantic? Um, I mean, we've been, and, we've been friends Brad's, for a while. Can Brad's I, and Nate's be friends? I've been always trying to, you know, get laid by you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't quit you. That's that's more grammatically incorrect than it's uncomfortable, to be honest. <laughs> get laid by you. <laughs> not like that. You're not, not going to do the laid. laid. What, what, are, laid what are the mechanics of that? I don't know. Getting laid by you. I mean, I think that's up to the participants. <laughs> All right, so we are here, and in case you hadn't guessed by my super cryptic comment, we're talking When Harry Met Sally. It's time. 
It, it the time has come. Mm-hmm. Um, you so, told me today that it's your favorite so, rom com, which oh, was a, which was which was insane it to me. Absolutely is. It's so good. Yeah, and I so so here I want to say something. That what's more insane is that back in the day when I did my top one hundred movie or my top ten movie rankings, which have one hundred and seventy movies on it. Um, <laughs> His top five was wild shit. Wow, yeah, a lot of rom coms. I believe it went Shawshank Redemption, When Harry Met Sally, Hoosiers, Love Actually. Uh, was it Love Actually? It was in the top five. It was top five. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, and then like Goodwill Hunting, but I, I mean, When Harry Met Sally is legit top three for me. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's all time movies. Period. We're talking all the <laughs> yes, movies. All the movies. <laughs> yes. If you were to if you were to have a van and you were to load up all the DVDs that have ever been produced, it would sit I right would, next I, to the driver. Exactly. I would put it right on my windshield, right underneath your nutsack. Sha- <laughs> it would it would be like Shosh. I would I would hold Shawshank and Harry, when Harry Met Sally under my arms, and I would Shawshank drive with my Harry. knee. Yeah, Harry, Harry, like Harry Shawshank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so my new porn name. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing uh, when Harry met Sally. Let's do a quick roll call here, though, so because there's this like super high pitched voice that I'm not familiar. And it's with. not me this time. Oh, so. <laughs> he was looking at Scott. <laughs> yeah. He looked right at me. <laughs> that was, that was, there's a super high pitched voice. Dramatic pause. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's do a little roll call here. We got Brad. Hey, Brad. Yep, that's me. We got Scott. Hi, guys. That was a little lower than normal. <laughs> I tried. Hi, guys. And we got Zach. Hey, it's Zach. <laughs> and, and who is this uh, lovely high-pitched vixen over here? Oh, hi. <laughs> uh, Kendra. Hello. Kendra. Ken- Jesus. All of a sudden, it was a 1-800 number Kendra. just popped in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's where she went with that? I was like, oh, it sounded like a Disney princess voice. <laughs> no, yeah. you know how many? Oh, I, she's on Girls Next Door, right? Kendra? It's very familiar, unfortunately. That girl. Uh, I, forgot. I haven't thought about that girl in a long she time. She laughs like a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you you all know Kendra from uh, the uh, the draft about foods. Mm. We know mm. Kendra from the, the speed Orleans. draft. Eyes closed. She's been probably no, not the speed draft. She was she was speed. she was I the uh, uh, the most the romantic one liners. Right? Well, the most romantic one liners. Yeah. But I mean, That's probably right. our most prolific guest, maybe or close so. to it. Oh. Who have we had on more than Kendra? Besides Scotty, until Scotty infiltrated our ranks. Probably, probably the person that I married. Kendra. So, yeah, probably, probably close. You might get a pipe in here from, uh, hey, Walter. Hi. <laughs> Wal- Walter's not. He Wal- said he's not here. Walter is officially not here, but occasionally you might hear Walter. He, his beard's all trimmed right now. It's kind of freaking me out a little bit. In the car on the way over here, even though I wasn't in it and this story's completely made up, Kendra was. <laughs> Kendra was telling Walter, like, I don't want to hear fucking peep out of you the entire time. This <laughs> oh, is about she gave me him the tonight. Business. Yeah, she was like, this is about me, and if I hear you fucking say anything. I actually <laughs> held a knife to his throat the whole oh, ride. Man. It was a little so aggressive. Talk. Speak. Speak again. They were in the back seat. I was like, I was just like the the chauffeur just yeah. driving. I turned the the rear view away, and I was just like, I, I'm, I'm just gonna let them do their business, no. whatever. Oh, have you ever done that? Have you ever like picked people up, and then they both get in the back seat? No, and absolutely, you're just I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> have you done that? No, but that would be so funny <laughs> to be like, hey, will you pick us up? They're like, sure, and then you just both get in the back seat while they sit in the front. So you just don't talk to them, oh. and then have like a subtle fight with your significant other yeah. in the back seat. Well, it goes that way or it goes. <laughs> <laughs> the other way. A subtle fight. I will say, a subtle fight. Related to that, my favorite thing ever I, that I did with Uber was I took an Uber pool one time in San Francisco. Oh, okay. About about at bar closing time. Ooh. And I was the first one on. And then we picked up like two other couples and one other guy. 
And by the time we got to the, the, the first guy getting dropped off, these couples were about to fight each other in the middle of the van. It was so amazing. Wow. I'm just sitting there like if I had popcorn, I would have just been watch, just eating it, uh. watching these these two women started hating on each other immediately. And I was just like, oh, is no. this what Uber pools are like? This oh, is dude, I'm, saving me three bucks right now. This is awesome. There's, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's definitely a TV show to be made here. I was going to say, like, how far were you going that you thought I need to get the pool? Instead of cash cab, it can be trash cab. Oh, oh that's what like I that. All right. And Sign those releases, folks. So I was debating. <clears throat> we've been kind of we've kind of turned to some of the most iconic films. We're kind of we're getting into a run here, and so of course it was my turn to pick, and and I went rom com, and the the idea was I should pick one of the like top iconic rom coms, and so there were two that I was considering. What was the other one? Harold and Mott. <laughs> I'm not. I, the look he just gave me. I, so I wish we had video because that that was a that was a look. That's what the young Christ. kids call throwing shade. <laughs> Notting Hill, mm. which is in time, my top ten. Never saw it. Um, Notting Hill or uh, or when Harry met Sally. So I threw it. So we kind of threw it to Kendra, and we're like, which one? Which one would you do? And mm. she, that, this is your favorite, right? Oh. <laughs> okay. I love it so much. Yeah. So, so when Harry met Sally, I think arguably, not only is it, I think on most lists, the number one rom-com, you know, and, and I'll talk about some others that, that are up there that I want to kick in the teeth, but, <laughs> um, I would say that it, there's a lot of people that argue it's sort of the birth of the modern rom-com. Like, I don't know that there's anything before it that has the same recipe, right? The, the, the one that people sometimes argue is Annie Hall which I think is fucking garbage. Where does Sleepless in Seattle fall in relation to When Harry Met Sally? So a few, few years later. Like, one or two years well, later, okay. yeah. 1993. That yeah. sounds about Sleepless right. in Seattle. So, I mean, okay. I can't... I, I was oh, yeah, then definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... the. And what I think is strange about it in this way is, like, I think there's a lot of times a movie that is the the the, the birther of a genre in that way, mm-hmm. but doesn't necessarily end up holding up as the best. And I, I, I'm not sure that this isn't absolutely still the best uh, of, the, of the genre so so nate i know you'll be surprised but i'm gonna cut you off there um <laughs> he's been steaming this whole fight i don't time. i don't think that this is as formulaic as you're kind of making it out to be i don't think that this follows in my mind like the true rom-com sort of meet cute things are going great we have a big tragedy some sort of betrayal and then they get back together but something had to make the meat cute. Right. No, I, I mean, I get that. I just, I guess I just, I don't, I don't think it's, I think that uh, other ones kind of took the, took the formula and tweaked it in a worse way and then made a bunch of more movies like that. You, you're talking, this is the, the perfect meat cute. Oh, no, I for pulled, sure. I pulled up and he was making out with another chick for like five minutes. It was awesome. I guess the third <laughs> act, the third act, like the third act doesn't go the way that I thought it was going to go. I guess I thought that after they slept together, they I, I thought for sure after they slept together, they were going to be madly in love and then something was going to happen to where they hate each other and break up and then they would get back together. Like an outside, outside force. Yeah, exactly. But that's not what happened, which I thought actually kind of made it dope. So, so I guess I guess what I would say is like, what if we took a slightly broader definition of rom-com, which is I think literally the title, right? The core the core narrative of the movie is about some path by which two people come together and become romantically involved. And it is a comedy 
genre film, right? That that the the tone and everything's comedic. Mm-hmm. I don't. I when I say it's the birth birthplace of the of the genre, I kind of mean that, right? Okay, I'm I, with that, and and so. I agree that the formula, and maybe this is part of why it's I think held up so well, is like it doesn't fall into a lot of the traps that the, that the ones the copies of it do exactly. And I think that you know that there are some things about the later great ones like Notting Hill and and Sleepers in Seattle and some of the ones that come um, that are that fall into those traps in, in certain ways. But in general, right. This is the sort of like the question. The question starts to become how much does it do the things that everyone else does well, and how much does it do something a little bit different as they go on? And this one, it's its its own, you know, and I'll, we'll get into it in a little bit, but I think the core organizing feature of can men and women be friends without being romantically involved is the genius of the movie, right? Because it's so <laughs> fundamental um, in a couple different ways. So I want to, I want to, Jump on that, but I want to hear like, well, what's everybody? So, so you, you know, you know, Mister Mister so, uh, Rom Com guy. So, <laughs> what'd you I, think? Uh, so yesterday, uh, I told the guys I was like, I'm, I'm gonna watch the movie. Scott was like, it's on HBO Max. I was like, all right. And if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it on HBO Max because I'm gonna tell you, it's great. I really thought I was gonna hate it, and I was really not excited to watch it. And I was like, fucking rom com bullshit. I really don't want to watch it. My wife was like. I've seen it, but man, I really don't remember. I don't know if you'll like it. It's been so long since I've seen it. And we were like, all right, we're going to sit down and watch it. And dude, I fucking really liked it. Like, I really liked it a lot. Uh, I really hated Billy Crystal, like right (laughs) off the bat. Yeah. And I kind of loved the character arc that his character Mm -hmm. sort of goes on. And honestly, I keep wanting to call her Michelle Pfeiffer. What's her fucking name? (laughs) Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. Fucking Meg Ryan. Yes. And Meg Ryan, I loved her character. I mean, I'm going to talk about it later, but like the fucking hair throughout this movie Mm -hmm. on both men, women, facial hair. Everything about hair in this movie is just absolutely amazing. Some of the outfits were just fucking off the wall and amazing. So, yeah, I hate to use the word amazing too many times, but I really, really like the movie, and I didn't think that I would. So if you haven't seen it yet, go on HBO Max and check it out. Scotch? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely in the camp of I, I've loved this movie since the first day I saw it. So you saw how? when did you see it? <clears throat> when... Not long after it came out, probably. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, this is from this. So there's a, definitely a nostalgia feel gotcha. as well with mine. And so that's why I was really curious about you because you'd never seen it. Nope. And I was curious, I was wondering if you didn't like it, if it was because maybe there was some nostalgia, but it's very timeless. You know, I, I definitely think it, it translates to today's age. Um, you're right, Billy Crystal. I'd kind of, for, I hadn't, I don't think I'd watched it from start to finish in a long ass time. And I'd kind of forgotten just how, just, gross he was and and just you know very just opinionated and and just not 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 a guy you'd think whatever fall you know she'd fall for and and so you're right that story arc was very great and uh, she was actually even annoying and so she actually yeah. grew a little bit as it went along not quite as much but um she kind of stayed her, her, her to her true self and he ended up like appreciating that and loving her for who she was, which was very, very cool. But don't you like know a guy like that young Billy Crystal? It's just like such a fucking know it all. No matter, he always it's probably me. But I'm just like, <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking right at him. <laughs> but what, what, uh, on the character point, one of the things I really like is that like you really buy him as 
as the guy that's right out of college and her mm-hmm. as the girl that's right out of college, mm-hmm. they're just certain enough about their worldview mm-hmm. and just obviously wrong enough. Yeah. Yes. And then like you can still by the end see those people from the beginning right. in their characters, but they're so rounded yeah. and like, so the edges are so taken off. And, and so for me, like it's a it's a really great job of writing and acting, I think, to like carry that stuff through so they're not totally different people but you know they're it's they've matured and 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 his whole bit about you know men and women can't not being friends like just can't be friends that just like sucked me back into time and and some of my fraternity brothers some of the stuff they would say you know it's like dude you never break up with a girl until you get another girl like that kind of mentality (laughs) type of you know he's like just very black and white like dude no you're not gonna you know move out of your house before you have another house. You got to have some place to stay, man. You know, these that analogy. <laughs> some place to park your dick. <laughs> That's right, dude. <laughs> but that was kind of the, so this guy just right out of college, same kind of feels like, yeah, new guys and girls can't be friends. And, and so that kind of reminded me of that when I was watching it again. Brad, you, now you hadn't seen this either? I had ever? not. I'd never. Like the only thing I knew about it was the, the orgasm scene. That's the only right. thing. Same. Only thing I knew about this movie. So I, I was surprised. Like I, it wasn't what I expected. And, and both in good and bad ways. So I, I will say this, that when when he starts off as, as the college guy, the cocky, like he's and, and the thing I like about that is that it is true. Like he knows how to push her buttons because he's like, I know that type of girl. I can say some shit that's going to blow her mind and it's just going to like and she's going to get frustrated. But I know it's kind of it's going to it's worked on many girls before. Okay. So you see that he's got that ability at that point. Um I don't necessarily agree with necessarily his character arc. I mean, I guess we're, we're saying that the one girl that kind of like broke his heart, that kind of like all of a sudden made him super vulnerable. Like I, I had some problems with the fact that like he loses all his confidence pretty much like towards the end. And that, and that, I don't know. I, I kind of had a problem with that. I mean, I guess it's kind of the point of the movie. Bitches will do that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was a fun movie. The weird thing for me, and this is, this is, just my stupid brain is that like it started reminding me because of the sex talk it's all about a lot about men and uh relationships and stuff and sex talk i realized that i have to i have to think that kevin smith liked when harry met sally in some way or another because it feels like the conversations there were so many conversations that felt like kevin smith style conversations to me Mm -hmm. like uh, the way the dialogue kind of played back and forth and it was kind of witty and but it was a very sexual nature like it it kind of reminded me of that and i was like i I can see some clerks like the the clerks feel of like exactly it's just a little more raw just better actors clerks is a little bit more raw and, and, and 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 definitely worse actors but I mean, obviously, as a Kevin Smith fan, I have an affinity for Clerks, so I was kind of like, I know, obviously, they didn't rip off Kevin Smith because this movie came out first, but it's like, I think I prefer the Kevin Smith. Like, it's got to be a little bit more raunchy, and it's mm-hmm. like, I didn't even realize this was an R-rated movie. Like, I know they talk about sex, and then I, I was like, of I course. I didn't realize that was an R-rated movie. Yeah, of course it has to be an R-rated movie, but it's like, it doesn't necessarily feel like an R-rated it's movie. It's a very soft R. Yeah. There's yeah. a fucking There's not even a boob, fuck. though. There's no, not a boob. No, no, no sex scenes, no boobs, and I mean, I guess kind of a sex scene. A few, a few F-words, but. Is there yeah. a couple F-words? That you I know there's one, for sure. Yeah, there's there's actually one that's going to be coming up later. Okay, yeah. So yeah, it's like I didn't even pay attention to it as an R-rated movie, and it's like I think I kind of prefer like the more raunchy, like let's go for it R. Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting. I have some problems with the way it was directed. I have some problems with like How dare you. the pacing of it, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. So all right, yeah. Kendra, you, let's let's hear that. Give us the spiel. <sighs> <laughs> Just the long song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't even know where to start. I've watched this movie so. 
I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but Walter will make fun of me a lot because he says I like like B-rated movies. But that's because my mom, when I grew up a lot, we watched a, like a lot of movies from like the 80s and early 90s, and I just watch all that stuff. So I've seen When Harry Met Sally probably way earlier than I technically should have, but also <laughs> I just have always liked it. And so it's it's just been a movie that's always kind of been a pillar in one of the flicks that I've always watched. One, one of your comfort movies? Yeah, like putting the DVD player or the VHS before you go to sleep and then it's just a wonderful time. But I just love it. I love how much they like challenge each other. I love watching how that works out. I love how terrible they really both are at the very beginning like when as a person that works in restaurants like listening to her order food <laughs> makes me want to punch her in the throat so bad <laughs> and like uh -huh. when she, they're in the restaurant and the lady's like mm-hmm i'm like yeah i yeah, sure. my, my, my favorite part there's, there's one scene where they're it's kind of like a montage and they're like at a chinese restaurant yeah and the waiter's standing behind them and you and you don't hear anything or whatever she's just kind of miming and you see your hands going whatever and the waiter's looking at her also he just slowly turns his head and looks at billy crystal <laughs> <laughs> and billy's just like i don't know what to tell you <laughs> it's so great it is but yeah i know it's just i love i love so many different parts of it i I Carrie Fisher annoys the hell out of me in this movie. Yeah. She's terrible. Her haircut or her? <laughs> we could go we could do it buy one get one. Okay. Right. Bogo. That's fine. We'll yeah. Bogo on the yeah, haircut and Yeah, um, she, yeah cuz she's like in love with this married man the whole time. And she pushes it so much and yeah. it's so ick. And yeah. then she goes for Jess and but, Jess but, is <laughs> But you're, but but is she are you saying that like you hate her character because I think you're supposed to or is it like you don't that's a, a drawback for No, you? no, I wouldn't. I think that she's exactly what she's supposed to be. I think that Jess and her are both the least or like the less admirable versions of both Sally yes. and Harry. Yep. You know? And yeah, so it's I like think they're it's a like, copy of a copy of each yeah, of them and it's, it's ying and the yang. Um, so I'll, let me, let's get geek out for a second in rom-con land. I'm here for it. Have you seen, okay, so, so have you seen Annie Hall? Yes, but a long time ago. So Annie Hall's a Woody Allen film that's often thought of as one of the great comedies, certainly as one of the early, earliest rom-coms. And there's some real similarities here, right? So, so it's set in New York and New York is a huge part of both films. New York is, you would say, a character in the it's movie. A character. Mm. That's what I would say. If I, would say a, that? If, I, if I was a shameless cinephile, I would say But that. you like shimmied up to your mic when yeah, you yeah. said that was the best part. Brad, Brad always says that. Uh, That's my fourth saying. <laughs> so, Nate doesn't get that joke. Uh, why? Is that, has that been said on the pod before? It was just our last, last episode. Last episode. Uh, I, don't I, don't, I don't listen to this goddamn show. Um, so... Is is this the is it right to say this is the like beginning of rom coms? And I looked up a few from the eighties, and they don't all, they, none of them feel quite right to me. So broadcast news is prior to this. I don't. I've not heard that one. Splash. <sighs> is Splash see, a romantic comedy? So see Splash, but like I feel like those movies are so. This is the first one that has like some depth to it. I think. Like Splash is like, oh, she's in a bathtub and now she has a tail and she's. <laughs> it's it's a it's a com but, it's a comedy dressed like a rom com. But, I, but right. I think the thing that sets this one apart is that it's like 
sort of believable and the characters yeah. are very yeah. you know what i mean the characters are very real like yeah. there's not super caricature like you know like you know that person mm -hmm. like you yeah. know yes like so so there's there's some high school rom-coms in the 80s that might be a little like so like um say anything right is a classic mm, that is a good but I, I but i think of that one as more like the high school genre in, in, at this time anyway wasn't like straight up rom-com now here's mm -hmm. one what about princess bride see this yep. is that's an action is, adventure fantasy yeah that's uh, got more yeah. with a little romantic comedy thrown um, i was gonna say you didn't say comedy because it's a like there sure is com romance and there is comedy but there that's also is, is like yeah. rodents of unusual sizes yeah <laughs> they actually had they had no idea how they were going to promote that movie no yeah it actually didn't i don't one. think it did very well in the theaters because they just, they, how do we market this? is this a fantasy is this a comedy is it you know i've yeah. said this before as a kid that i watched that movie for literal 10 years without realizing it was a comedy like i the jokes were yeah. over my head yeah. enough that i was like oh it's just a great it's very, sword fight it's movie. whimsical but yeah. like, it comes off as being kind of light but not funny if you're too young i didn't it's, it's probably the best of... romantic comedy that billy crystal's in <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Rom I see what you're doing there. <laughs> Romance. Pushing buttons. Sorry. Romancing the stone. No, yeah. Oh, see, I do like Again, the mudslide. Adventure. So, that's like more like action adventure, though. Like that. I, this I agree is more with that. Like I do a, think it's more action. So, so I think that all. I mean, my point is, I really do think that, like chronologically, this is one of the earliest ones, and I think it change. Like it, it creates more of a market. They come out at a, a more regular clip after this. So I think, like, what you're getting at is that there's no other shtick like romancing the stone or or any of those any of the princess bride or any of those other movies where the the shtick is that they're on this adventure and they're doing right. this it's just their it's just their relationship their romance Talking. is the movie the right? growth yeah. of the relationship yeah. is the plot exactly mm -hmm. right. and so so let me ask you this how how important is the friendship element of this right like because that's the that's the organizing feature of the movie right is mm -hmm. you know from the start can men and women can't be friends and then they have this friendship that's sort of this unlikely thing and the question right the tension of the whole movie is like is this going to are they going to become romantic is this you know is that a good idea is it a better idea you know so is that element of it part of what makes it great i think so Speak on your own relationship a little bit because I feel like it follows the timeline similarly, right? Like you and Walter were like good friends mm -hmm. the whole time, but obviously Billy Crystal was right mm -hmm. because <laughs> either one out. or either one or both of you guys wanted to fuck, for lack of better words, wanted to fuck the whole time, right? So like, yeah, essentially, <laughs> <laughs> Walter's like, I'm not here. Now. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it no, makes yeah. it very realistic. Like my no, wife 100%. and I, my wife will tell you like that we were best friends before and i guess i would tell you too that we were best friends like before we got together but like i wanted to fuck yeah you know what i mean like yeah it was definitely there was definitely i definitely had like ulterior motives in that friendship mm -hmm. so i think that well <laughs> as you were saying i think that there was always <laughs> a a bit of sexual tension we'll say right with us um and i i don't know if you see that in when harry met sally at first, at least from Meg Ryan. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, I think that Harry would have not cared about Amanda, that's her name, Amanda, uh, if Meg Ryan didn't want her to care about, if want him to care about Amanda. But I think that friendship is such a pivotal part, especially to a good relationship. And then, you know, like, 
you already know all the shitty things about this person. You know all the good things you've had, all the weird, uncomfortable conversations with your buddy that, and now you just also love that person. Yeah, you you can have fun without the sex being in the way. Like you can mm-hmm. have fun and you know, like you just enjoy each other's company mm-hmm. without all the the hangups of, of of a sexual relationship. And so I. I I, I think I see that. That's one thing I did appreciate about the movie is it's like it, it shows the building of a relationship where it's like it's more built on trust and like supporting each other. And and what is a good relationship? That's all about trust and, and, and support of each other. And so if you can do that as friends first and then add the sexual element to it, then it works out. I mean, yeah. And I think that they do a good job, too, in the movie of like always showing them trying to understand one another. Like, they're always very open to, well, maybe they're not always very open, but they're receptive. And if it's different, they're, like, confused, but then they come around to it at the end, you know? Yeah. Like, eventually, they're ordering food in the restaurant in the beginning of the movie, and he can't stand her. And then they go on the double date, and he's like, Jess, Sally, order food. Like, you didn't even know it could be whatever or something like that. Yeah, he's got a little funny line for it. Yeah. But I love it. All right. Any other opening takes? Uh, real quick, I wanted to mention, um, you'd mentioned Annie Hall. Was that somebody burping? Yeah, I thought it was, it was you. A, it was it wasn't belly. me. I think, I think it, was, it was a belly gurgle. No, it, was my, it was my throat gurgle. <laughs> Not a burp. It was, no, it was a, a ventrilla burp while I'm talking. It was a ventrilla <laughs> burp. <laughs> um, anyway, um, you'd mentioned Annie Hall. And, and so I, I heard that there was a few other actors that were up for the role of Billy Crystal. Um, for his part, for Harry, um, uh, Tom Hanks, Richard Dreyfus, Michael Keaton, and Albert Brooks all turned it down. And I guess Albert Brooks said that he thought it was too much like a Woody Allen movie. He literally said that. So um, and Tom he, Hanks said he, it, he thought it was too like uh, it wasn't like there was there was not. And I don't think the word right word is gritty, but he like wanted a little bit more like deeper feeling to it. Like he wanted some like I think more emotional moments. Which uh, you know apparently so this this movie started with uh, Rob Reiner um, talking to uh, Nora Ephron, the co-screenwriter, um, about his recent divorce to Penny Marshall. And apparently all the, she did a bunch of interviews with them. They were just talking about it. And so it was pretty dark, I think, to start with. And then once they got Billy Crystal, he definitely added a bunch of comedy and kind of took it to where it was. So, um, yeah, so maybe after they'd kind of changed it around a little bit, um, or maybe Tom Hanks, I mean, if he, he saw like comedy, too much comedy in there, they should have gone with the original idea. But Well, the I mean, to your point about the Woody Allen movie, I mean, and I didn't, you know, go down this road too far, but, you know, Woody Allen to me is like the totally insufferable version of Billy Crystal in this movie. Like I, I, I cannot stand most Woody Allen. Mm-hmm. Woody Allen is a character, as an actor, pretty much in any character he takes, mm-hmm. I really dislike, and it has nothing to do with him as the person who is basically a pedophile. Yeah, um, ba- basically, I, he's also terrible, and then he's also but he's he's terrible. terrible. He's terrible yeah. squared. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, but it's also like it's such a. Annie Hall is such a whinier movie and like such a more it's like it's like the embodiment of New York pretension and kind of like you know singularism in Annie Hall whereas this one New York is much more of a character in the film in a good way you know what I mean when you Um, can relate to the people in When Harry Met Sally so much more well and and there it feels more like discussions rather than like I think Woody Allen comes across like monologues but it's Mm -hmm. like it's a monologue he's talking to the audience rather than talking to a person whereas this movie feels like they're kind of 
people talking to each other. Well, like the batting cage scene where like yeah. you know, the two are in there and it's like, there's, it's so fast and, uh-huh. and it, it, un, it, it like reveals a mindset and like a perspective at that moment without having to say very many words, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's the dialogue and not the monologue. Are we believing a left-handed Billy Crystal as a uh, <laughs> as a guy that can swing a baseball bat? I his, thought it was pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah, no, he's a big baseball fan. Yeah, baseball. He's always been a big baseball guy, and, and his swings look decent. Both I, of them didn't take their hand off of the bat on the in the in the uh, follow through. I thought that like maybe yeah. they maybe they it's should just, do a little King Griffey. Which yeah. it's, it's pre holes. Okay, so, you know, <laughs> all right. I, I just love that scene because here's Billy Crystal kind of is like doing this whole spiel and talking about this and that and and he mentions that he made a girl meow and, and, and so pretty much Bruno Kirby doesn't listen to anything else he says that he's like you made a woman meow yeah. <laughs> just like, he's just stuck on that, that that's yeah. just so something that we but would do with our friends that's also so Jess's yeah. character exactly too. like well, that's 100% I, that character I, I was about to like critique the scene because it's like they're hitting baseballs and all of a sudden they like stop and they're just talking to each other I'm like wait a second like did the machine just stop pitching to them but then they both go at the same time and put their quarters, quarters in so yeah. they're synchronized so yeah. it's like it's going to be pitching at the same yeah. time so they're they're synchronized with how many balls are going to get so I like how the little kid comes up and wants his yeah. turn he's like I got a whole yeah. stack of quarters now to first <laughs> Fuck you, little kid. Right? And then they like talk shit and both walk away. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time for us to bring in Rob. Isn't he the director? Rob, right? <laughs> I was like, is someone else here? <laughs> no, it's it's his dad. Carl. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. <laughs> hey, who's Carl Reiner? God, that's not, not again, please. Carl Hungus. <laughs> Pull up a chair and grab yourself a drink We'll hypothesize what directors think Maybe sometimes get a guess Makes us look good Let's drink, laugh, and pretend We know what we're doing Drinking with the director Brought to you by Last I love the hi, 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 hi. Tell, telling you, man, my, my, my next job is going to be the guy that the hype man in the mariachi band. I love it. <laughs> All I do. I don't play an instrument. I don't sing. Just every about, you know, two, three minutes. <laughs> All right. We're here with the uh, with the figment of our imagination, Rob Reiner. Uh, and he, you look kind of like Rob Reiner. Didn't want to tell you that we brought him in before. Is he a live person? Is he alive? Uh, yeah, he's, he's still sure alive. He's still alive. Like what same, about Carl? Same beard and His bald dad head. died not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a little more salt and pepper going, so I'm getting closer to him. Yeah. His his We're second his old. second appearance on on the uh, the That's actually right. no no we kicked his ass out. And we brought in Christopher Guest, didn't we? I, did we do that? I don't I remember. So. Oh yeah, for uh, Spinal Tap. Yes, yeah. sir. All right. So the, the thing is, like, I I think I had a few on my list of movies. I think like. Out of my five next movies I want to do, like four of them are Rob Reiner movies. So I just really something, something about this guy. Wow. Yeah, no wonder you 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 try to like style yourself after him. I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's shrine. Look for the shrine. I know. Shut. <laughs> all right. So uh, we, we we got some questions for Rob. First, what are we all drinking? What are you drinking, bro? So um, my friends at Last Call Brewing, they just celebrated their nine year anniversary. Woo! Oh, yeah. Yes, they did. And they brought out three new delicious beers, a couple collaborations, <laughs> as well as... This one is not one. <laughs> the, the beer I'm drinking tonight is not a collaboration, but it is a delicious hazy IPA 
called Haze Potion Number Nine. This is the ninth anniversary. Are we sure it's not nine different breweries that uh, collaborated <laughs> to? I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> Isn't it li- a nine different Walter's lines of code? Walter's nodding, I think. I'm not sure. Like what? ChatGPT had nine different lines of code that he put into there. Oh, yeah. That's Ooh. that's exactly what it was. He put in nine preferences for I this beer. Nine so nine that different the lines. AI let's see, would let's see, how red, see how red we can make Walter. He's just sitting there just fucking steaming right now. Honestly, <laughs> Walter, there was an article I just saw that was talking about breweries that are now using ChatGPT to like help them brew beers. I, like, I think you sent it to me, actually. I did. I'm pretty sure you sent it to me. I was I probably it. drunk. And drunk I said, texting yeah. Brad. <laughs> Uh, I heard about this today. Check this out. Walter Walter Rage threw his uh, phone in the toilet. Fuck this shit. I could have been the first. Um, so this is the the only anniversary beer release that isn't a collaboration. Um, it's delicious. Yeah, Hayes Potion number nine for nine years. Nine years of being open. Um, and the name sounded cool, and it had a groovy idea for the label, so it all kind of fit together. The label is sick. And in honor of the ninth anniversary of Last Call Brewing, I think I drank nine of those that night. So. <laughs> yeah, Probably. as you should. Yeah, it's it was a, great. It's got a, like a sort of like really seventies uh, psychedelic. Of, yeah, it's super yeah. super. Cool I, I thought a little bit of Austin Powers. It's got yep. kind of that yeah, little vibe sure. that 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 laugh in seventies. That seventies show. Yeah. So, so Scott, tell me not only what you're drinking, but what you're drinking it in. Ooh. Yeah, because because what I'm drinking really oh. is secondary. I'm just gonna kind of give a spin and oh. talking oh here, so everybody can just enjoy this. Oh, and snap a picture. Oh yeah, Nate'll take <laughs> snap a picture. Um, let me spin it around here. I'm drinking uh, Deschutes out of Oregon is is one of my favorite uh, breweries. Um, that isn't Last Call. Sorry, Walter. And uh, Black Butte Porter is one of my all time favorites. And this is not Black Butte Porter. This is their <laughs> wow. obsidian stout that I'd never tried. <laughs> that was a great transition. Because I went to buy, I wanted to buy two six packs of Black Butte and they only had one. And they had the, the obsidian sitting there. And I was like, shit, I haven't tried their stout yet. So I'm trying it. And it's okay. It's not as good as Black Butte. <laughs> but I am drinking it out of a brand new, beautiful glass that has Bev's Video Kingdom logo on the side. Hey, Scott, where would I find one of those if I wanted to buy one and support the show? I am so glad you asked, Zach. (laughs) If you guys go to scotchbeck.com right now, you can go on there and you can order up as many of these as you want. And you can also get t-shirts. We have some wine tumblers on there. I got a coffee mug. And uh, And they're they're made to order. Grab a shirt with Scotchbeck's face on it. If you want to grab one of my (laughs) shit too, go ahead. But scotchbeck.com, we're selling our stuff through there as well. We're going to start advertising on the social. So if you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, (laughs) thumb through the the posts and it'll be somewhere there. So find it. You scroll with your thumbs? I do. What do you scroll with your nose? You don't want to know. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what he's looking at. Oh, God. I actually sent, I sent Nate a text the other day that was all fucked up, and I was like, I typed that with my dick. <laughs> um, all right. What are you drinking? I'm drinking Love Potion Number 9. Oh, Haze okay. Potion Number 9. It's fucking delicious. I feel like Get you mad about sing it. it when you say it. Love Potion Number 9. That was a that was a jam. My dad That's used beautiful. to play that song quite a bit. Yeah, that's where the inspiration for the name came from, um, obviously, and, and that is available at our tap room uh, in cans and on draft, along with our two other anniversary releases. Uh, one with Around the Horn Brewing from Groveland, we did a pastry sour, and one with the other two breweries in Oakdale, Dying Breed and Greens of Virtue, a triple West Coast IPA. We're open seven days a week. Come down and grab some beer. Last call brewing. All right, Kendra, what do you got? Um, I'm drinking some Templeton whiskey. Oh, mm. girl. Mm. Right. Is it the rye? It is. Mm-hmm. It's uh, delicious. Templeton? Uh, ice or no ice? I did no ice. 
Damn. No, no ice, no coke, Hard, no grenadine. Oh, no ice? Mm-mm. Hardcore. Did you say no grenadine? <laughs> no grenadine, no ice? Can I tell you that I almost, the other, the other night, uh, my wife and I were like, you know, going to have a drink. And she's like, let's just do whiskey, you know? And I was like, okay. So we threw a ice cube in and we do whiskey. And like, I literally picked up the grenadine bottle and almost just like went. And I was like, that. No, this isn't what I, I don't know. It's just instinct, you know. I just can't help it. It's like just, a smoker's little addiction. Yeah, you got yeah, you need to like drop it in there. Well, straight. I was wondering, were you, were you drinking when you were like, dude, we got to get it. We got to get a yeah, grenadine sponsorship. Oh yeah, I did say that. Were, were you drinking? No, that's oh, a very so sober. So <laughs> no, so seven no. links. If, 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 if you if you have a grenadine company and uh, please reach out, I'm, I'm going to try to get us a sponsor. We would be a great sponsor for that. Uh, I want to I want to give one quick little shout out again to the governor. Uh, uh, you know, when he's been on the show a few times and he's a listener as well um so his his son is wanting to learn how to play guitar and so they came over uh was that last week and um i just wanted to he wanted me to show him some stuff while he was in town he's going away to college and i you know he asked me how much i charge and i told him he shows up he gives me the money he also brought a bottle of scotch it was, it was an Aberfeld d12 very, very good. And I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, the governor for bringing oh, look at that. Oh, so. dig the govs. Yep. Sick. You show his kid a G chord? I showed him a G chord, a D chord, and C chord. G, D, E minor, C, and fucking he's off to the races. That's all you need. Like, you know every song now, bro. All right. So I'm drinking the Diet Pepsi and you guessed it, Rosa's Grenadine. We're drinking with the director. No whiskey? No, not tonight. I had kind of a rough night last night. All right. So, yes, to drive me home. Kind of a rough night before that. It's been a rough stretch. Here. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to, just trying to keep it together. All right. So, uh, what do we got? What do we got for Robbie? I, I want to first bring up, I think, which stands out to me, and I think this is a, a symptom of '80s movies and maybe even in the '90s as well. I think, I think Hollywood's intentionally tried to, to change this, but he's 40, she's 28 when they start filming this movie. So they're both playing college age and I mean, it's a 12, 12 year age difference. Mm-hmm. And is, and, and just, I, it makes me wonder like, what was the, the issue here? Like why they just want to fit a four year old guy into playing the college dude. Or is it just like, he kind of can do, he's the tweener where he can kind of do that or he, he's gonna be 40 for most of the movie or like 30 something for most of the movie. Right. Yeah. So all you got to do is make him for the first two scenes look believably somewhere close to some. I mean, and just because he was in college, right? That doesn't mean he was 18. He could have been 25 no, yeah. or whatever. Right. Or I, I could have been in college for seven years like me. I think I think they I, talk about being the same age though at some point. I don't know. I feel like I thought they did a decent job yeah. of making him look like sort of young. I mean, Ben Stiller. There's something about Mary. He he plays a, a high school dude, and I mean, it, it semi works. So yeah. it works. In well, so your your comment is why didn't they find a different actor to play him just for that scene, or why didn't they find a college age kid then and make him look forty later? I'm just saying why why aren't the the actors the same age? Like why why isn't it? Oh, I see what you're saying. You don't. Th- but so I guess I think my my thought is that Meg Ryan has a little bit of a like look of a like at 28 she looks like she could be in her early to mid 30s and he is a little bit of a young looking 40 so i actually think it has less like you're not supposed to believe that a much older man is with a much younger woman like i, I never yeah i never watch the movie and think like well they're obviously a different ages if i like if you had asked me what ages were they what ages were they when they started filming this how far apart were they i would have said i don't know three or four years 
The right. fact the fact that she's like two inches taller than him yeah. the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit dis, disconcerting. That's that's why they didn't film a basketball yeah. scene. No. <laughs> I, I think what it really comes down to is the fact that they had a hard time casting the role, it sounds like. You know, yeah. Four guys passed on it. <clears throat> and then Rob Reiner and Billy Crystal are friends and they, they were friends in real life already. And so he's like, Hey, here's my buddy and shit, we'll just have to make him try to look young. I think they did a great job. The haircut. I, I think good. Meg Ryan though doesn't look she still seems young throughout the whole movie. And I think that kind of does the movie to service a little bit. Like I feel like you, you mentioned earlier that she doesn't seem to kind of evolve as much. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's cause it's a younger girl trying to play like an older woman. And I, I, I think there's something like her and Carrie Fisher don't seem like good friends. Like it's like Carrie Fisher seems well more mature and older. And Meg Ryan seems like a little girl kind of compared to her. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a Meg Ryan guy. So I'm going to disagree with you just on that. And I know you're not a Meg Ryan yeah. yeah, he just gave me a shrug. <laughs> Scott, do you know <laughs> Billy Crystal? Is he he was a stand up before this? Well, yeah, I mean SNL. Yeah, he oh, was SNL, SNL oh, stand up. Okay. Um, I don't know if he's only a stand up or if he did both uh, acting and stand up at the same time. But yeah, he's done a lot of stand up stuff. Gotcha. So, uh, so I, I, I have a couple of criteria that are, I think, my core evaluations for a for a romantic comedy, like. I wouldn't say this is the only factors, but these are the first two things that I look for. So one thing that for me will always kill a rom-com is if they, if I don't believe the pace of the development of the relationship. It's like, that's my number one rom-com killer. So if you think of movies where we're supposed to believe that these people like have developed this really deep and meaningful relationship, but they've known each other for like two weeks. I mean, that's a kind of connection, right? I'm not saying it's not... But if they misrepresent that in some way, I'm immediately put off by it. Mm-hmm. And so this for me is like the total antidote to that. The, the, one of my maybe my single favorite thing about the movie is is the the pacing of the relationship and the believability. Even separate from the kind of friendship element, as much as you can separate it, I love the fact that you get to see these people come and go into each other's lives for a period of time and then really start to get to know each other and you buy it that it's over this really long because it's like 13 years or something like that right from the beginning to wherever they end yeah so so i think that's that that's one of them the the second is i actually really dislike the cardboard nature of a lot of rom-com characters like you know it's sort of they're very flat they're not very flawed if they're if they're flawed their flaws feel like they're like you know shoehorned in in some way and one of the comments earlier was that that you know they're both kind of shitty in, in the beginning, like in their own ways, like in kind of in a believable way. You know, it's like they're college students, so you know you forgive them, but 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 they also have their own neuroses throughout the movie, right? I mean, it's not like they ever are these characters that sort of are this perfect, you know, picture perfect characters. And for me, that's part of what you like, right? You want I want someone that's charming but believable as a person. And those two things, like you know, I don't know if any movie does it better than the better than this one. Um, the one I've talked about a lot that I really like in this way is uh, uh, sleeping with other people, which is a more like kind of off the beaten path, but more recent recent one. It has a similar flow, right? They meet in college, they kind of come back. I mean, it has a, it's very very you know Harry met Sally is because it also has the friends element, so it's almost a little bit of a ripoff. Definitely, maybe it's kind of like that too in a way, kind of <clears throat> going over time and. Well, with different with different love interests, of course. Which is but, one of the reasons I right. really like that movie, right. despite Brad's uh, hating on it. 
And all y'all assholes. <laughs> Did you ever see the movie? I think it's called A Lot Like Love. It's got Ashton I Kutcher love, and Amanda Peet. Of that's one of the do. sneakiest. Because that is rom-coms. almost <laughs> that is almost like a like you took the outline of Harry Met Sally yes. and threw it on Ashton Kutcher. You and totally Pete. did, and they're so charming in it. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, glad you. Although that. I do think that she's probably older than him in that. Yeah, I think she is. Uh, definitely. I, I'm glad you brought that up. What happened to Amanda Peet? Oh, she man. probably didn't get all the weird stuff in her face and then just fell off the planet. Gosh, she had a short run, but she, she, she was in a lady. lot of stuff for a short period lady. of time, and yeah, she just didn't. Well, saving, uh, uh, saving Silverman. That movie was awful. Funny she is so great in that. Dope movie. She's okay. good, but that movie sucks. The, what wow. the fuck? Wow. Wow. What's the lady? <laughs> oh my God. That movie that is saving amazing. Silverman? Saving Silverman is amazing. What's the oh, one that he, the, the lady? main? Oh. Yeah, the chick. The, the, the main chick that's not the freaking, yeah. the, the like actual lover. Yeah. She's not the, like a shitty girlfriend. Name. Um, Who's the shitty girlfriend? Yeah, with the curly hair. She's, well, the, she's the nun. She's um, from Chico. Oh, and for real? so oh, really? she always used to come into the sushi bar I used to work at. And ah. then she got a D. Amanda P is Yeah, Amanda Dittmer. That's Amanda her name P. in real in the real life. Amanda P is in Sleeping with Other People. Okay. Uh-huh. Right. Speaking of where she's at. But you said where whatever happened to her. She's in Oh, that's, that's like a twenty fifteen. That's like a twenty fifteen movie, right? Sleeping with other people. Yeah, it's not too long ago. Or so. Yeah, okay. maybe, so maybe she's still working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's still in and out she's of She's probably stuff. on the CW or something yeah. and we just don't know it. Yeah. Probably like shout out Amanda Pete. <laughs> if we look it up right now, she's probably in like some big show. I will look it out. Well, you talk, she talk plays a yourself. grandma right, on I, NBC. I got a couple other questions too. And, and one of them really, this is, I think this is an instrumental conversation. Is the orgasm scene completely out of character for Sally? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Because she's so controlled and she's in like I think that's the awesome part about their relationship is he's freaking wild and she's a little like square and so they kind of like pull that from each other but did, but, but did they go too far in that scene like it's like it just it, she she's so s- confident about it and she doesn't act like oh shit I just did that like she she just is like fuck yeah I just fucking orgasm from all these so, people because I think that's part of her like story curve Character I think art. that's when she starts Kind of like being more comfortable in the mess that is. But she went zero to sixty. Like she went. There was no like in between. It was like oh, there was. I'm gonna do the craziest thing because he's bringing that out of her. Right. Because he's the guy that grabs the karaoke machine in the store mm-hmm. and fucking sings oh, in front of everybody. Oklahoma. He's the guy that freaking <laughs> does voices and all that stuff. And she like is willing to yeah. do that with him and kind of come out of her box. Right. That's kind of the cool thing about what. But he she does, does for so, her. She does that so confidently though. Like she does it with like like like. Something that she's done before many times. Like she just like afterwards she just she's looks at him like a lot of fucking yeah, orgasms. She might have faked a lot of orgasms. Yeah, she's had a lot of shitty sex. And she's also yeah. probably tired about hearing how great he is in bed because that's oh, pretty much sure. what he tries to say in the first half of the movie. So I don't know. It kind of threw me off. It's first. interesting that you that you feel this way and sense this because that was actually something that wasn't originally added to the script. And <clears throat> as they're making the film, apparently they realized she didn't have a lot of funny things like her she was just more of a straight part of the you know didn't have she didn't have any laughs really and so somebody threw up the idea of of the orgasms or whatever and she's like all right let's let's just let's do it and apparently it took they take after take after take she had to do that like for hours 
That sounds terrible. Which, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but um, so yeah, it was, it was definitely something that no was kind of shoehorned in. And they used, and they used, and they used to take two, right? Sounds like Valentine's Day. Yeah. Oh, um, God. But what's really what's really great about that? Something I would I would want to know from uh, Rob Reiner is um, how does he feel about pretty much cementing his own mother <laughs> in just film lore with one of the greatest lines of That's any comic. Mom? That's his mom. Oh, oh what she's shit. Having. I'll have what, oh, she's, what having. she's having. That's Carl Reiner's <laughs> wife. That's Carl's wife, right? Yeah. Carl, Carl's wife, yeah. Which <laughs> That's is Rob awesome. Reiner. Is Carl Reiner is <laughs> Rob Reiner's dad? dad? God, let's not do This oh, is shit. one of the jokes that I just don't get. <laughs> Like there's like when, inside jokes on the show, and when, most of them oh, I get. This was one that I just it was one of my don't favorites understand. of all time. I, I think we it was it was Spinal Tap, and I think you were late for that one, and and so I think we had this whole thing. Scotch and I's eyes met like when when like, he was Nate a didn't know confused. who <laughs> we were like wait Rob Reiner and Carl Reiner. <laughs> when you guys are talking about '70s shit, I, my eyes just glaze over, yeah. and I don't well, know what the fuck you're talking about. Because you're like 13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah. So it, it's it's crazy because like when when Estelle Reiner passed away. Um, in the article, they just pretty much mentioned it's the lady who said this line, you know, that was like her legacy was this amazing line, which is listed in the some top 100 lines of all time, ranked super high. And, and then as it should be in, in that diner that actually exists, there's a sign that it hang, it hangs above the table. The I've, been, table. I've been there. Yeah. Okay. You've been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it says, I, we hope you're having what she had. She had and said they sat here. Oh, that's I, f- awesome. I, f- I went and faked an orgasm on the table. It's amazing. Uh, I wonder how many people have. Oh, geez. So many people. <laughs> how annoying would that be? I bet we can look up on YouTube right now. There's probably like 17,000. Yeah. They should have like a food comp. You know how they have that at different restaurants? Like the best fake orgasm gets like. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Free steak. Mine, yeah. <laughs> mine was really quick. Bone kind of, in. Mine was kind of subtle. I was like, oh. Uh, and really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Nate was going for <laughs> ultra realism. <laughs> that was, uh, uh, another. Uh, fun cameo was uh, Tracy Reiner. His daughter is also in this. Uh, he's Billy Crystal's girlfriend when they're playing Pictionary. Oh, Debbie? Uh, what is it? No, Debbie um, the cake? The she's cake the cake lady. lady. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it was. It was she's got it like his Debbie hand. On, she's got her hand on his shoulder as yeah. they're playing the game. She, she's in the League of Their it's Own. Like Aunt Debbie or Aunt? She's also in something. Apollo 13, so she's kind of in a few things here. Yeah, there, okay. so. Baby yeah. fish mouth. Baby, baby fish, fish mouth. mouth. <laughs> that scene is so funny. I love we were that. Was a solid baby talk. That was a solid it's very obviously baby talk. <laughs> oh, my wife said it within like five seconds. Like before I was like, yeah, I, I was like, I was like, like God, she sucks so hard. Be like baby fish mouth. He's like, fucking draw something else. Yeah. I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, <laughs> Dumb. Uh, I'm not going to. Uh, okay. Another another question. They at one point are talking about a baseball game, and Billy Crystal says, "I was." She at, doesn't even like baseball. No, it was something about a Met game, and I was so confused. I was like, "Why wouldn't you say Mets game?" I was uh, or like a Mets game. He says Met game. This is the most Brad comment. That I know you it have is a hundred percent. I don't like this movie because they didn't pluralize Mets. <laughs> but it was just being a New York movie, it made me confused. I like, actually, do do people in New York say like, "Oh, I was at the Met game"? I think so. I don't think that versus is the Mets game. I thought he's gonna say, "Why is he talking about the Mets when we know he's a Yankees fan? He's wearing a Yankees hat." And Based on my oh. extensive viewing of Friends, um, Joey is a really big Mets fan, and he gets very mad. When they don't pluralize it. Oh, Brad. Oh, okay. So, so Brad, your closet. Because he says he he says that he likes the guy. He uh, took us to a Met game or something. Oh, Bruno Kirby. Said Bruno that. Kirby That's says right. that. Okay. Yeah, he's talking about the uh, uh, Sally's boyfriend. He uh, he so might have oh, yeah, yeah. dropped the line. Who knows? 
Okay. Interesting. I just, uh, that, that's fucking, you know my stupid brain. Brad and Joey Tribbiani, very <laughs> upset about pluralizing that. <laughs> you know, I, was, I, was, I was at the Giant game. Like, that sounds fucking stupid. The Giant game? Yeah, uh, I went to a Giant it game. It was a Giant game. Did you see the Warrior game? That actually kind of works. <laughs> you, people say that, though. Yeah, that's what I mean. That wow. actually kind of yeah. works. Dude, I go to the Dodger game. Yeah. Ew, well, that's your really? fault. That's, that's your fault. Just I don't disgusting it. on its own, even yeah. if it's not plural. Uh-huh. Fucking gross. Yeah. Oh, you guys are in my house, remember? Sometimes you know, like when, the, when I was at the 49er game and they beat Seattle? Oh, yeah, you got it three 49ers. times this year, babe. The record is still 17-8. Let's fucking go. It's Seattle's. I hate it when you don't fucking pluralize Seattle's. <laughs> Kendra is a big Seahawks fan, and Jeez. I did not. Uh, I did not text and be mean at all no. when the uh, the Forty ers did some damage. It's to okay. Them you only on multiple occasions. I knew. <laughs> I was just waiting for something shitty to come out about Kendra, and we just found it. There it is. <laughs> uh, I actually yet, think that it's one of my most endearing qualities. That you're. That you're no, a Seahawks she's fan? A, she's hardcore. Wow. She is legit. Like she'll so take you to school on like I, draft picks and shit like that. Was, she's, we had a problem at the anniversary party. We didn't have a problem, but people thought that I had a problem because while I was sitting at the anniversary party, I found out that we re-signed B- Bobby Wagner and I about lost my she shit was and running ran out of... high-fiving people. I was, I was on my phone. I was like, do you know what happened? Do you know what happened? And all my friends are staring You were at happy me. about that? Absolutely. Didn't they sign him just so that he could retire as a Seahawk? No, no. He's going to play all... Mm. As a Seahawk. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I know that we have a good friendship blooming, but you better down. <laughs> uh, he's, he's a Niner fan, too. No, I know. You seem okay. so cool. Yeah. Oh my I am God. cool. Right. Hey, she, she, came, she came over to uh, uh, our house for uh, the Cardinals-Niners game, and she was basically rooting for comments to hit the stadium. It was terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just rooting for... Just, no, because I love DeAndre Hopkins. both lose? I'm a big D-Hop fan. Are we, yeah, are, are, are we back from the sports talk radio? Or? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Sorry. Great. Okay. So, <laughs> Sorry, let's get back to the romantic my comedy, guys. My favorite part was when Meg they Ryan do? went out on a okay. date with D-Hop. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been a fucking twist? That's like my... Uh, don't tell Walter, int- but he's my football. Shut husband. up. <laughs> He's built Love like him. Snoop Dogg. He's like mm. freaking Spider Man like with Snoop like Snoop. alien dreads. Dude, he's huge. What do you are you are you a Clemson football fan? Is like I mean, no, it's I just, happening right now. He's huge. But I also do love D Hop. Yes, he's a skinny motherfucker. Dude, he's like six four and like. I think you're skinny. talking about DK. Six four one sixty. DK is a DK is a. Yeah. DK Hopkins is big, dude. I'm a straight man. He's kind of skinny, though. Right, I, I, I see that. DK is my love. We have to kill Okay, again. I'm done with this shit. <laughs> anyway, I, got sorry, su- yeah. I got sucked in. I We're talking sucked about romance, okay? We're talking about romance. Right, here's the question for the table. So so, uh, so everybody here is uh, at least 50% or greater uh, straight, heterosexual. Yeah? Okay. At least. That's the rumor. Um, so have you ever had a friend that was a woman, or in Kendra's case, a man, that legitimately was somebody who was like, you You really liked them as a friend. They were really legitimately your friend and you really had no interest in sleeping with them. See, that's one of the things that I love so much about this movie and Walter can attest to it too, is that through most of my life, I've had predominantly male friends. And you didn't want to sleep with all of them. No, I've slept with very few of them. I didn't this say you, lucky that, that, rascal. That, that, I didn't say you had. I'm no, but I mean, <laughs> Nate, if I wanted to, it would have happened. So this is a two-way street, though. This is a great conversation because yeah. just because you didn't necessarily want to sleep with them doesn't mean they didn't want to sleep uh, with fair, you. Okay. Right. Fair. How many of them do you think really, uh, of the ones that you didn't want to sleep with, how many do you think? I would, I would guess at the end of the day it was probably 50-50. That half of them did and half of them didn't. She's being. I humble. would guess. 
It, I would guess. Guys are scum. Okay, so it was like, well, so it yeah, was like I mean, 98 <laughs> too. I mean, okay. I, I don't really know, but nobody really ever, I mean, there was a handful of people that were my friends that tried to do something weird and we were like, no, but oh, nobody really has ever done that to me. Handful tried I'm to probably do afraid. Yeah. Okay. Zach, what do you think? <laughs> no, for sure. I, I think, I think that you can have acquaintances that you're not really interested in, but I mean, you have to like, well, what defines on, friend? Like it how, depends how on like the real, like like they're talking on the phone for hours. Like those people want to fuck. You well, know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, okay. Like if you're okay. having like long phone conversations, you don't do that with. You know what I mean? That's just not a thing. Long I, phone conversation. If you're fucking telling somebody that your significant other or whatever that like this means nothing. I just have like three hour phone conversations at night. Okay, but these people are single when they're having these phone conversations. No, I know that's fine. It doesn't matter. But I'm saying they still want to fuck. But let's back off. Okay, that's that's an extreme version. I'm I'm not saying like your best friend. I'm saying a woman that you're like we're friends. Like we 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 might talk on the phone once in a while. We so might gotta, hang out. But you got to like, make the distinction whether or not you're talking about like the animalistic like male female urge to freaking mm -hmm. procreate because that person's an attractive person and they have, you know, wide hips and large breasts that you makes you want to have sex with them or whatever it is. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's things that <laughs> I, actually I, think, I don't. I'm not I think you're being pretty clear. <laughs> wide hips, large breasts, big bang. I mean, you I'm not saying me, that though. you want to like freaking like. I'm, I'm just saying that. Carrie like, Fisher broke it down though. She did say she's like, oh, she's got big tits and like she's tall with big tits. Your worst yeah. fucking nightmare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 100, 100. Scotty, I think I think it really <laughs> the thing that really depends on is if you're single or not. Obviously, when you're single and there's an attractive woman, you're friends with them. You, like Zach was saying, you have that animalistic urge and that feeling. She's attractive. She's sexy. You're single. She's single. You know, there's definitely that thing. And there's also the weird thing of like, if you're too close to friends, do you want to screw it up by making a move? You know, that's a whole complicated thing that, you know, I, I had a friend all through, you know, growing up or whatever. And I never wanted to cross that boundary because. I always thought it would screw it up and I didn't want to screw up the friendship. But that's a different answer. That's a different like question to yeah, answer. Like, it's not like you don't want to, you don't want to risk everything, but like if you're asking like, do you, would it be enjoyable to yeah. have sex with that person? Or do you, have right. you thought about it? You know what like I mean? You, right. If there were no consequences and they didn't even know about it. Even. Yeah. That, and that's, <laughs> 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 things, things just got real dark. <laughs> Sorry. Bill Cosby just centered. Oh, wow. <laughs> And or Woody Allen. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Jesus! But and I, and I definitely think it also it's also something that kind of changes over time, you know, with age and maturity. Mm -hmm. and, and but when you're in your fucking twenties and your hormones are raging, it's like I I I'm with Billy Crystal on that. At that age that he was, I think it's very difficult to be just friends with somebody. Um, but you know, now you're older. You know, you you're wiser and you know that shit that might fuck things up. And even if you're attractive, you know. And I feel like it's important too, because a lot of my like male friends predominantly I've had for anywhere from seven to 15 years. So we've like gone back and forth and like distance and come back and gone through all the weird shit, seen all the psychos that each of us have dated and laughed and. I don't and, know. And I think I'm weird because I have a lot of dude friends that I spend but, a good amount of time on the phone with. Serious friends do those. It's not that weird. <laughs> I, I'll kind of I'll kind of back that up because like I didn't have sisters growing up, so I, I, mean, I just had my brother and I had a couple like guy cousins. So it was like we were just doing guy shit. And then it's like I found a few 
girls that kind of became like my sister where it's like that was the relationship and, and they were attractive people and it was just like you know what i didn't think of them mm-hmm. in a sexual nature it was more like they're a sister that like i care about and I, I see bullshit. people shaking their head but <laughs> it, it is not anything. bullshit whatsoever <laughs> it's just like it was more like we know everything about each other and we've been through a bunch of things together and and you're my sister and it's just like i don't think of you Mm-mm. in a sexual nature whatsoever and i and i think you can have those situations so mm-hmm. i I've, I've got a i would say that there are, i can think of two and i wouldn't say sister like i think sister kind of like covers it up a little bit because like that makes it so that but i, I mean i think i would i would think of two that i think of as, i over my life a thought of as friends maybe not super close friends but close enough friends that i'm like yeah like i I know her. We're re- a lot of affection for one another. We would definitely, you know, occasionally, you know, say hi, talk on the phone, but not somebody that I ever really thought about in that way, right? And, Which and, is also possible, but I'm t- still saying it's a two way street. That doesn't mean they haven't thought about you. So they're the I ones mean, that just, maybe were pursuing the relationship assume, a little bit assume, harder and all of that. I assume you know they all want to have sex with me. We know that's not that criteria. It's one of the hallmarks oh, okay. of, uh, of your that's personality. That, that, that deep voice confidence. Well, funny. And so my, you guys were talking about your, your own relationships. Like my, my wife and I, it's totally the opposite. We just wanted to bang and try not to like each other very much. It didn't work out. (laughs) (laughs) Now here we are. You know, it's like, geez, two kids later. That that was a failure. (laughs) That not liking her very much didn't work out very well. Can can we talk real quick, just not to complete your stuff, but can we talk fashion in this movie for just a second? Sure. Because there's a couple things I want to talk about specifically. First, we we cannot stop start. We have to start with Jess in the jorts. Her shorts in the very beginning. No, no, Jess. Oh, Jess's jorts. Yes, the Bruno Kirby jorts are just so legit. And then my favorite scene in this entire movie, hundred percent, my favorite scene in this entire movie. Two men power walking in spandex. And Billy Crystal's got the like, like the little like whatever those the socks are. So much, and they are doing the whole. I mean, this has to be just an '80s trend or something. Oh, yeah. My wife it has is the, those the same most leggings. Ridiculous, yeah. But why does he have leggings? What? What? What do people think that does? Like, does that give you extra power? Fashion is cyclical, bro. I mean, you got to think about the heat that was generated by his thighs, <laughs> the way that he was fucking. Just, just fucking swinging that ass back and forth. Two men power walking. He was they, and they're both it. into it. I mean, I know Bruno, Bruno Kirby's like huffing and puffing a little bit more than Billy Crystal is, but, yeah. but the head they bands. are hardcore power walking. They and I was like, was so that a straight. fucking thing in the in the late eighties? A hundred percent, it was a yeah. thing. Like that oh, was the yeah. fad. Like, That's how you burn calories, hey, bro. Hey, bro, let's go. Let's go do some power walking. Yeah. Get your mustache ready. Put on your leggings. <laughs> let's fucking go. Put on your Swing spandex your ass. and yeah. then your leggings. So, that means we're not going power walking tomorrow. I, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> After I, I watched even, this movie, I was like, "Is that what it looks like?" Because I'm not doing that anymore with you, Nate. I'm power. I, I, I thought we. Were gonna, I thought we did that every Wednesday. I'd though. start a fucking forest fire in those fucking leggings, bro. <laughs> God. It would be a lycra fucking inferno. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Oh, yeah, I mean, and you want to talk about Meg Ryan's fashion. I, I didn't pay too much attention. I was There's pretty some, much just ob- obsessed with George. She's got these shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's her jacket game in that entire movie is on point. The okay. very first her hats scene. Get weird. The, ver- <laughs> the very first scene, her hair is just 
on fucking point to me. Like her bangs are just fucking wild. Well, that was the Farrah Fawcett. She that was the, the, oh, the Farrah Fawcett look mm-hmm. for well, whatever, sure. Whatever look it was, I was into it. And then she got out of the car and she had like the below the knee length shorts uh, going on. Uh-huh. That I was just like, what is happening? Let's not forget the first New Year's with the like blue velvet oh. off the shoulder dress. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can get down with that. It's a good dress. Yeah, we can so, get down so with that. So funny that it's on your hats comment. So I had a buddy that uh, would for years, he was like, like, dude, I have a rule. Like, I won't date, date any woman that wears that has more than like three hats that she regularly Ugh. wears, <laughs> or has more than five rings across both hands. Oh, and he was like, what she'll regularly wear. And then, like three years later, you know, he he starts dating this girl, and he's like, bro, don't tell her either of my rules. <laughs> <laughs> I can get down with the rings, but I pretty much universally do not like a woman in a hat. I'm, I'm all, such a hair guy that I just like I'm hair. With you, I, there once in a while a baseball cap will work for me, but yeah. it's pretty rare. If you have like an afro, maybe I could get down with it because it's just like so much big curly hair. But I don't know, dude. <laughs> Can we cut that? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying, <laughs> you could wear a hat, and it would be kind of cute if it was like sticking out. Your hair was like sticking out all around the hat. Yeah, like homie the clown. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Homie, the clown's bald, bro. Uh, yeah, he's got a bald cap on. <laughs> hey, fi- final More thought. Hats. Final thought before maybe we we let old Rob get out of here. Uh, is Meg Ryan a terrible actress when it comes to crying? Yes. That really? crying scene uh, seems yes. so unbelievable oh, to good. me. Yeah. It was just so forced. She's just like. Yeah. <laughs> It was just like it, it. It felt really. She's not a good crier in any of, of her movies. Though. It took me out of the That's moment. like a cross. Actually, that's a Meg Ryan. I thing. say Top Gun. It's the best crying she ever does. Oh yeah, when that's the, not bad. Yeah, when the goose. Yeah, bites it when it, the goose is cooked. When the goose. <laughs> when you watch your poor mouth. <laughs> oh, vicious. Yeah. No, she's not. You're right. She's I, not good. You know, what's so funny is I didn't even think about it at the time, and now I'm thinking about the scene in my brain. Yeah, she's not great. I thought her. I'm sad and I'm crying and oh wait, he's going to kiss me. He kissed me and now I'm happy was like pretty good. I thought her transition from like yeah, but she's not ugly sad crying. to horny was like pretty good. Her, yep. po- her post-coital smile was She seemed like she too. was fake crying like, and it was like, oh, is this intentional? <laughs> she's just trying to get him over there and so she could like fake cry and like, oh, maybe yeah, let's do this. She's kind of manipulative. I want to know possible why the fuck they landed on a wagon table. That's what I wanted. Like, where did they find that table? I thought that was a great. And why were they like, "Yep, this table"? When Princess Leia's like, "I promise you, (laughs) I will never want this fucking table to get out of my." That shit is so funny, dude. When he's wheeling it out at the end, don't say it. Don't even say anything. (laughs) But I feel like that's when you first start seeing Harry and Sally like have their romantic connection, like their first little fight, and then they like comfort each other, and then they're holding hands going up the stairs, whether people are paying attention to that or not. Yeah. And they're you, just friends then. You fucked half of New York. You're going to have to move to New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> it was hey, speaking of clerks, right? Trying yeah. to suck any dicks on your way out. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's what I'm saying. Your dialogue was, I mean, I, I feel, I got to I gotta look this up. I got to find out if Kevin Smith is a big fan. All right. Well, while you do that, why don't we uh, move along to the next category? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. 
They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey guys, Matt coming at you from the real drunks. Hey, if you're in a movies, booze, craft beers, and just shooting the shit with your friends, join myself, Jake and Alyssa on the real drunks on the Deluxe Edition Network and anywhere you get your podcast from. That's the real drunks, R-E-E-L, the real drunks. Check us out. Is it a one-night stand or do you hit it with a shovel or take it home to mom and dad? It's like fuck, marry or kill. It's Shag Snack Body Bag. The way you hit that fuck is the best part of that song. Fuck. When you hit the fuck, I love marry a good or kill. Fuck. And speaking of that, I'll go ahead and start if we once we get into it. Yes, please. Why don't you uh, shag away? Okay. I love when Meg Ryan says fuck. There's something about it. Because <laughs> something about it. <laughs> because so to me, Meg Ryan has a, like a, a, a cuteness to it, to to her that's kind of innocent. Like I was, I was one hundred percent. Yeah, and so she has this innocent girl, you know, girl next door innocence to her, and there's just something about the way she says that after because when he's talking to her about, you know, she hasn't, you know, fucked anybody, you know, ever since she broke up with Joe or whatever, and she's like, I'll fuck when I'm ready or. I'll make love instead of fucking or something like that. And just the way she said it was awesome. So. She definitely says like make love very intentionally a couple of times. Right. And then all of a sudden she throws fuck at him when they're, right. when they're in the fight, which is great. So that's what I'm going to shag. I, I got a question. Yeah. You talked about earlier in your research, other people that were supposed to play the Billy Crystal part. Was there anybody else up for the Meg Ryan part or was she like, cause she seems so perfect for it. Right. Like were there other people or do we know? I didn't see anything. Brad, did you see anything? I didn't research this shit. <laughs> Love it. Thanks Thanks for being prepared, guys. You know, we told you what movie we were watching like two weeks ago, you fucking asshole. <laughs> throw it back. Throw it back. <laughs> All right. So um, I, speaking of ladies who, who like to say the word fuck, my shag is Donna Hardy. And if you don't know who Donna Hardy is, yeah, if you fuck? watched the interviews, the old people interviews that are interspersed through this movie, there's one that stood out to me. And she was talking about like, you know what love is when it's like, it's like, it's like knowing a good melon. I, yeah. like, <laughs> I know this lady. And I started thinking about it. I was like, oh my God, that is Donna Hardy, who was also in Running Man. Oh, because in the Running Man, they ask if who who are you going to uh, bet on, and they're supposed to bet on the the hunters that are going to kill the, uh, the the person that's running, and she says, "I'll take Ben Richards." He's like, "No, Ben Richards is the runner. I'll take whoever I want." That boy is one mean motherfucker. <laughs> Crazy older lady. Now here's the yeah. best thing about this lady, and this is why I'm shagging her, is that that was her first movie role at the age of seventy five. Running Man. The Running Man in 1987. It's fucking tight. And she went on to have a 20-year movie career, movie and TV what? career. At 70-whatever? She, With she her went, first, went till 90s? She was in her, at 95 was like her last role. God oh, damn. Wow. Was she the chicken and Titanic? Badass. No, 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 no. But <laughs> she loves to drop a good F-bomb because also in Superbad, 
the old lady, he's like, oh, lady, you dropped your purse. And she's like, oh, would you like me to buy you some alcohol? And he's like, and he's like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. And then as he's like walking out, thanks, lady. He's like, oh, have fun fucking jewels. <laughs> Dude, that lady is that- the same lady. Uh, and Brad. she's just a badass. And I'm like, that is so cool. She was like a United Way executive and retires. And then is like, I liked, I, I've always liked acting. I want to do some stage stuff. And then uh-huh. all of a sudden at 75, she gets her first movie role. 20 years she has a movie career. Well, that means Superbad must have been one of her last because that, that comes out in. Yeah, I think she last. passed 2000? away. I think she passed away in 2012. So, yeah, it was it was close to one of her last roles. But wow. so great. so I'm going to say two things. Old people saying fuck is just always hilarious always to me. Betty White. Gold, yeah. Pure gold. Is that why you like when I say it in the song? that was gonna be my second point (laughs) my second point is that brad i'm that research you just did on that was fucking amazing i'm sorry that i ever questioned your research ability good job oh i was i was stoked you dug deep on what is her name donna Donna hardy donna rest in peace donna hardy you're a legend a legend and i love you for it but that that was the crazy 75 years old first roll that's That's fucking what are you what are you shagging me? Yeah, you. Oh, it's so easy. I am shagging Meg Ryan's hairdos. Mm. And I this is not the first time I've shagged hairdos on this podcast, and it won't be the last. But I am a big fan of women's hair. And dude, the very first scene when she has I mean, that's the coolest thing about this movie is all the time jumps. And you know it's a time jump when Meg Ryan has a different hairdo. And it just fucking, it does it for me every time. And, and I'm not even a big Meg Ryan guy. Didn't love her eye makeup. I think she's pretty. She's she's pretty. She's cute. But uh, man, the hair was just on point decade after decade, year after year. I fucking loved it. The so. Farrah Fawcett was great. After that, it goes a little downhill. Oh, you're tripping. Some of those bro. 80s styles, I was just like, what the fuck was all this poofy hair shit? That's my shit. That's that's what I I'm into, bro. I I, the one, bigger, the better, bud. The one I didn't like the most was the crying. When she was crying, that whole was just kind of a just a curly-headed mess. And, you know, that, oh, it was fucking era. great. Oh, some guys some guys are into big tits. I'm into big hair and big tits. <laughs> what, we, what we did see is in the... In the in the nineties when she did dreads, it was kinda it was kinda a little bit <laughs> when uncomfortable. She did dreads <laughs> when she was all grunge. <laughs> She's right. the lead singer of Head PE. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm shagging Bruno Kirby. Mm, good. So I think this movie doesn't honestly doesn't work without him. He's great. Um he's kind of the like He's such a prototypical, his voice is such a voice of like the prototypical kind of down the middle, little bit of a meathead dude as that dude sees relationships, right? So it kind of gives this perspective that the film needs in order to like be honest without having the main character have to balance that kind of like that perspective themselves. Mm-hmm. And so for me, Bruno Kirby's character, right. And the way he delivers it for just, it moves the action along in a way that you learn a lot about what you're, what the dynamic is supposed to be without having to focus it too much on the, the shoulders of one character. 
So I, I, I think he, I think he's the, he's the, his character is the sort of dark horse for the most important role in the movie. And he has, he has such great chemistry with Billy Crystal yeah. and obviously city slickers, right, same thing, yeah. you know, pretty much the same character in a, in a lot of city ways. City slickers is hugely underrated. I think <clears throat> I now. agree. It's kind of forgotten, but like really yeah. underrated now. Well, he was in spinal tap as well. He's the, right. uh, the, the limo driver. The limo driver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you've loved and lost like free cats, so deep into Frank Sinatra. Uh, but, uh, so one of my favorite scenes in this movie out of all of it is when they do the double date and then they're walking down the sidewalk and then they kind of take each other apart. Yeah. Like, is it okay if I date, you know, Harry, you know, whatever. Harry and Sally think they're like the ones like in the, in the, the driver's seat here. Right. They're you trying know, to protect them. Make sure, don't do it tonight. You know, wait a couple of weeks or whatever. It's like, you know, I'm kind of tired. I'm going to take a cab. I'll go with you. Boom. And they, yeah. it's and like, they oh, fire out. Like they so had great. a plan. They're like, Hey, we're going home and we're fucking. So let's ditch these two. And the other yeah. two think that they're like the, Oh, you know, yeah, that yeah. was, I think that great was scene. The, the one scene on this watch that I actually laughed out loud again. I've seen the movie so many times. I really enjoyed this. Oh scene. gosh. Was good stuff. So good. As soon as he came on the screen, Lisa was like, Oh, I love him as like a supporting actor. Yeah. Yeah. And was, and he was, reminds me kind of of like the Jeremy Piven sidekick yeah. in some of his roles, especially with John Cusack. It's like they play that kind of same lane, which I like a lot. Mm-hmm. All right, what are we snagging? I think Bruno Kirby should play Mario in the new Mario movie instead of Chris Pratt. <laughs> well, I'm just going to put that out He's, he's kind of dead or on cameo. <laughs> he's dead? Yeah, he, he passed away. Can we get him on cameo? Dead or on cameo. <laughs> Dude, so there's people listening that have listeners. never heard that. Yeah, if you know that reference, you've been around since the beginning. Thank you. We Thank appreciate you for listening. You. Um, I'm going to snag, and this is just an easy one, Billy He's Crystal. Dead around camp. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Crystal, um, and not so much because of this movie, which he's, he's okay in this Because of Monsters, Inc. I'm going to say. <laughs> Zach, you can see through my fucking laptop because it says, because it led him to voice Mike Wazowski, which is one of the best uh, characters of all time. And uh, I mean, Miracle Max, he has so many little roles that are, that are great. Even the, the mime and Spinal Tap, there's just a lot of things he's done. But Mike Wazowski is such, I just love Mike Wazowski. With a passion, <laughs> I'm just so excited that that character exists. Just in case you and guys. Billy so Crystal is so perfect, and he brings so much character to that role. So I, I love Billy Crystal for that. He's so obviously, Billy Crystal in that role too. Like he's oh, not yeah. disguising his voice one bit. Oh, no. They're like, do Billy Crystal. He's like, I yeah, can do that. Just <laughs> go heavy into Billy Crystal. Yeah. The best parts about Billy Crystal, and he does it perfectly. And there's just so many little aside jokes and little like things that they just let him riff with uh, with Mike Wazowski in in both Monsters U and Monsters Inc. So I watch a lot of Monsters Inc. right now in my house. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, Viv is like. I was gonna yeah, say, is yeah. is is yeah, Charlie yeah. or Vivi? Uh, yeah. Really? Uh, so I get a lot of Mike Wazowski. It's pretty good. Viv's kind of got a little uh, boo look to her. Yeah, she does have that little boo. Look. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. That's true. All right, All right. what are you? Uh, what are you? Sh- what are you snagging, Zach? If I'm going to snag something from this movie, you have to. That's part of the rules. <laughs> I, this works. is how I. This is how I prepare myself for what I'm going to say. I always say, if I'm going to shag something from this movie, <laughs> you do say that. I say it every time. Uh, and I, when I listen back, I'm like, gosh, shut the fuck up, dude. What are you saying? Um, <laughs> No, it's 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 the it, it, you said it earlier, Nate. So there's a thing in this movie where you actually think the characters know each other. Yeah, and the way that they do that is a by time jumping, which I already kind of hit. But it's the fucking montage, right? 
like they do like several little montages of them like going in and out of each other's lives and then them on the phone and like the kind of back and forth thing like that it's just a thing that i don't think that we do enough of anymore like why aren't we montaging anymore what's what the fuck's going so on you're, you're you're snagging the montage the mon the, the there's a montage right yeah 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 and it's fucking. I, th- I think it's great. I think that's the. I think that's the part where you start to actually believe. It's, it's what Scott was talking about, where the waiter is there and they're mm-hmm. looking around and like the fucking guy's giving him the crazy look, and you could tell she's doing her weird order right. and like all those little like scenes. I fucking dig that shit. I like the way that they build that relationship and that character, like those characters together, with a three minute or a two minute little. Montage. So, so mine's are heavily related, but it's what I said earlier. It's not the montage is part of it, but I would simply say I want to snag the time scale of the movie. I got like, it. I'm, I'm time, with you. Time like time scale of movies for me has to has to hit right. And sometimes the correct time scale is one day, right? Like I think they're, you know, it's not all movies need to be have a long, long time scale. But when you get that wrong, and for example, since we're here, I'll I'll, I'll point this out as like one of the major fails. My number one complaint about Top Gun Maverick is that they get the time scale wrong and it fucks the whole movie up for me. And I love that. I, I actually really like it, but they artificially force the whole movie to happen over the course of like two and a half weeks for no reason. Hmm. It could be 10 weeks and the movie's a hundred times better. So like, I think time scale can be just make a movie and completely break it. And here it's the, for me, it's the best thing about it. Go I ahead. thought it was the back flipping planes, but that was just my the thoughts. fact that he pulled seventy four G's. <laughs> once you buy, actually would have done that, you bite your tongue. Once you, once you all just go and eat he's one just of jealous of that young kid's mustache. Hey, that's my boy. <laughs> he's all gonna right. be on our podcast one day. <laughs> I'll put that into the, just you know we gotta put, put that it in the, the universe. Put it into the universe. Uh, all right, Scott, what are you uh, snagging? Uh, so, so something. It's a subject we've discussed before. Um, with the previous podcast, when we talked about um, something about Mary and the advice that he gave to Ted about you know cleaning the pipes, <clears throat> and the reason why you clean the pipes is because you want to clear your head, and and I I was actually a proponent of that, and I thought it was great advice, and I think I got a little pushback on that. Terrible advice <laughs> again. <laughs> but anyway, but what I love is is a little term that actually was a buddy of mine told me about recently. Uh, Post-nut clarity is what it's called. <laughs> and so post-nut clarity is when Billy Crystal's laying there after they're done, after they get, they, have, they, do, the, they do the sex, as they say. And uh, <laughs> who, who says that? As Borat says. <laughs> who, who says. I don't know anyone that says that. They say it. They say it all the time. <laughs> okay. And the look hey. on his face, how he just suddenly realizes, oh shit, what have I done? Because his head's clear. And that's the first example that I've seen of that in film. And, you know, I think it was a pretty accurate representation. You made a mistake and the dude blew his load and now his mind's clear. And he's like, now he can think he's not thinking with his dick anymore. And so, so I agree with, I agree with what you're saying. And I, I think it's a good, uh, snag, but like, what's his fucking issue? Like, what's the problem? Like, I don't well, know. He, okay, he, he, he feels the thing. like he's taking advantage of her because she's sad no, or what? But it's the idea that he has told her many times that, like, he's just waiting to leave whenever he's fucked a girl. He's like, I'm just, like, waiting for the moment where I can bounce out. Right. And now he realizes, fuck, I need can't to do that. I got to spend the night tonight because 
she's going to just realize if I just jump up right now and leave, she's going to think yeah. I'm an asshole because I just did what he I've can't do that. To, he can't do that to her because she's different. So he's got to spend the night. I think he realizes, fuck, I got to spend the night tonight. And he's like, shit, I was going to watch TV and I was going to do some other things, but now I'm fucking, I got to spend the night here. You think that's what he's thinking? He's like, I'm going to miss Cosby tonight. I think so. <laughs> Jesus. I Christ. think he knew he made a mistake and he screwed <laughs> things up, but maybe it's that he wanted to go watch Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> it was Friday. It was TGI Friday. Yeah. He was missing out. He oh, was, step by step was on. But I will tell you, I'll tell you what though, right after this, that whole situation, the, the, the scene where they're on the phone and the, the choreography between how the hell they, they rehearsed that. That was great. It was so good when, when they're both on the phone with the, with all four people at the same time. And then it, the rhythm of that was just so, so, so well done. He's like, who is that? <laughs> they're like, one of them hears the yeah. other person at one point. Uh, all right. Body bags. Anyone got a good one? Yeah, it depends. I mean, I, I, I do. Yeah. My body bag is, is Rob Reiner. You're body bagging Rob Reiner. I am because I don't think he's the right director for this movie. Carl Reiner. Carl. Carl. <laughs> it, was, it was Carl. <laughs> Carl should drink. No. Um, and it's it's the pacing. I don't like the pacing in this film. I don't like the fadeaways, the weird edits. Like it's hmm. just every scene kind of just like fades out. And it's I hate a random fadeaway. And then there was <laughs> there you was, don't like Latrell Sprewell, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Even with it being a short movie, it's I mean it's only ninety minutes or whatever. Yeah. It's just it, the the pacing felt weird. It was just like where are are we in the middle of this movie? Are we in the end? Like where like it just never felt like. And not that a movie has to have that that structure, but it just felt like I mean I guess most romantic comedies do kind of have like oh here we are here we are here we are. And it just felt like it was kind of just going and going, and it was like vignettes, and it reminded me of Spinal Tap, which has a lot of vignettes. And I felt like, is that the right way for this movie? I felt I wanted to have a little bit more structure because it just I kept we were just kind of going along. It's like okay, well, now we're five more years in the future. Oh, now we're five more years in the future. Oh, we're five more years in the future. And it just felt like it kept doing that over. And then there was just one weird like freeze fa- frame to fade out that yeah, was Yeah, that was weird. I There's was like, an the out f- of place <laughs> where they freeze and then fade out. It was and weird. I think they're like dancing maybe. I don't I don't know what they're doing, yeah, it but was it, odd. it's totally it's, they don't do it at any other time in the whole movie. It, it stood out to me and so like just little shit like that I was just like what was Rob Reiner thinking like? Like I don't know. Like maybe and this is only a couple of years after Spinal Tap. He'd done some things in between like Princess Brides and awesome movies. Right. But this just felt weird. I don't know. That was that was my body bag. I, I just didn't like the the style that it had. I feel like a, I think it could have been a better movie. Is under that a, a director's record. call? Is like like uh, oh, yeah. beat out yeah. and stuff that That's is. All, oh yeah. yeah. All right. If I if I'm body bagging something from this movie and 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 I've said like I'm not the biggest Meg Ryan guy. I don't think she's like the most beautiful woman in the world, but I love her character in this movie. I think she's very cute and innocent and sort of evolves into this like successful, like super cool chick and very pretty. I just have to body bag the fact that you can wait around 13 years and Meg Ryan's still waiting around for you. Like what the fuck, dude? I'm sorry, but this this dude drags his feet and drags his feet and drags his feet, and we're supposed to believe that fucking she just hasn't found any other guy, and and then she's still gonna be waiting around for him 13 years later. I very much doubt it. I love it. I mean, it's a, it's a fucking cool fairy tale, but it's not realistic. If we're gonna say that this is a super realistic rom com, she fucking has already found somebody else that's 
you know, maybe not as cool as Mike Wazowski, but he's cool. You know when, what I mean? When, and she's when, happy. When they're going on the double date and, and Bruno Kirby and, and Billy Chris are walking together and he's like describing, he's like, okay, there's something wrong with her. He's like, obviously, if you have not tried to get with her yet, there's something yeah. wrong with her. And he's right. trying to like dissect this and he's like, wait, what the fuck? Wait, there's nothing wrong with this girl. And like somehow you aren't with her. And he was very confused. And, and that, that kind of kind of sums up what you're talking about. Chicks like Meg Ryan don't get to like 39 years old without freaking somebody swooping her up. You know And and obviously he and Carrie Fisher immediately realized it and were like, no, these fuckers should be together. This is, this is stupid. What are we doing here? hundred percent. So I'm going to body bag the fact that nobody in the movie references the clear, risk that she runs of having someone spit a loogie in her food <laughs> because love it very like this is low-hanging fruit like yeah. there's no possible way that, that she doesn't routinely get like expectoration spit and like you know semen and stuff like wiped out you know for people's asses on her food you guys like, seen that video where the waitress like takes the hot dog and puts it in her side of herself and then puts it back on the bun and then takes it out to the guy in the restaurant no, no. <laughs> is this, is this a, a skit or a oh, no, no 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 it's like a real it's like a real surveillance video perfect wow. yeah so he so probably said no mayo nate oh <laughs> <laughs> so that's the how many pussy shit. dogs have you eaten <laughs> well that's a whole other <laughs> I just I just saw a prank where that somebody uh, they took they cooked hot dogs and then took the hot dog water and poured it into the ice cube tray and then watched when their dad got out the ice cube tray and put the ice cubes in his drink and we started drinking the hot dog water ice oh. cubes. Oh. Oh, God. Anyway, that was good stuff. She 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 is just her food is just filthy and someone needed to point this out. Yeah, yeah. she that as much as she says I like what I like. It's like no, you don't yeah. do that to people. That's that's cruel on you. You don't do that to people. <laughs> so, says, says the yeah. guy who uh, was a server. All right, so, uh, who, so who, who who we got? I, yeah, so I'm gonna body bag Harry Connick Jr.'s on purpose super shitty piano playing in the opening credits. Also, the longest it, opening credits ever. It's also known as jazz. <laughs> I'm going to body bag jazz. <laughs> Free jazz. His, his version at the beginning, that piano, it's like, I know it's on purpose and he's a great musician. He actually got a Grammy for, he, for this sound. His first Grammy musician? for the soundtrack. But then the first song is Louis Armstrong, right? It, it was, it had to be you as I think it was, was the piano instrumental at the very beginning. But he's riffing on it like a fucking savant. And hitting like, yeah, like just like off an notes and I don't know. It just, it bugged <laughs> the shit savant. out of me. <laughs> Those are your best lines ever. I haven't watched the opening credits on this maybe ever since when I first saw it and I was sitting there, I put it on the other and I was like, Oh God, I you, just hated it. You know what it reminded me of Scott? Cause we, we were watching it in about maybe a minute in my wife goes, are we going to fucking watch this? Or are you going to fast forward? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but what it reminded me of was the guy that does all the music for toy story. What's his name? Randy Newman. Randy Newman. It reminded me of Randy Newman. And have you guys seen the Family Guy skit oh, yeah. on Randy Newman where he's just like, this apple's falling from the... It's just like the left most... Left foot, right foot, <laughs> left foot, right foot. It was like the piano, like musical version of Randy Newman. Can you guys be besmirching the name of <laughs> Major League... I know he's amazing. Toy Story. But that family guy episode is great. It's not amazing. All it's right. dog shit. Let's get on. Yep. Crackle, Pluto, HBO, Banana, Mayon, Crunchyroll, Peacock, Hulu, Disney, Netflix, Doobie, Sling TV, Shutter, Shutter, Boobo. What the fuck is Boobo? I'm sure it'll cause a sensation. It's a streaming recommendation.
I'd really like us to get some sort of video capability so that everyone can see Scott do air drums for every single intro. He loves the little. The There's little... always a fill, and Scott and <laughs> yep. Scott's always like. <laughs> so it's good. actually pretty amazing. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. What do we got for streaming? Anyone? 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 I mean, if I'm streaming, I'm going to go with the Carl Reiner classic, uh, Princess Bride. It's yeah. one of my favorite movies of all time. Kendra brought it up earlier. R.U.S.'s uh, <sighs> fucking Princess Buttercup. We, w- we will size. do that movie at some point. We have to. Yeah. We uh, have to. Yeah. The Man in Black, Amigo Montoya. You guys might be a Meg Ryan person, but Robin Wright. That's my person. Really? Really. Which is funny because really not that different. Like, Ooh, kind of. Big difference. Beauty-wise, Robin Wright aged gracefully and Meg Ryan oh, that's, went to shit. This is a terrible take. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he has take. a point there. She became uh, the Joker. Do you Joker. know what Meg Kendra. Ryan looks like right now? She became the Joker. Zach, do you know what Meg Ryan looks like right she now? She looks like she does on ha- When Harry Met Sally. No, she looks like half of her face was melted onto something and the other half was like engorged. Oh, did she do the thing? Yeah, she's yeah. not. It's not good. It's not but good. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's <laughs> bad. I, do I hear a hint of judgment in your voice? Or maybe yes. a lot? Of yes, judgment? no. Yeah, there's some judgment. There you go. Yeah, it's, it's gone. It's oh. Not, yeah, yeah. It's not great. Yeah. It's not well, great. Well, she's trying to keep up with the Joneses, bro. I feel bad for her. Robin yeah. Wright looks just Robin Wright's, wonderful. She's banging, yeah. for sure. Robin Wright. House of Cards, Robin Wright. Robin Wright is yes. one of the few women that, in my opinion, can pull off that haircut that she had in House of Cards. Like a short, was a bit problematic. little Bobby. Yep, yep. Like, I mean, it was almost as problematic as Kevin Spacey. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Maybe that's why Kevin Spacey liked her so much. <laughs> oh my lord! Oh, man. Sorry. Are we? Are, are we? Anyone have any other Robin Wright uh, recommendations? <laughs> I'm just gonna say that uh, I love that movie. I said it earlier. Did not know it was a comedy. I think if you show it to your kids, they will love it. They mm-hmm. won't get any of the jokes, and it'll be just fine, and they will love the shit out of it. So nice. show it to your kids. Show it to your grandmas. Show it to uh, Meg Ryan's plastic face, and uh, everyone will love it. Take that out. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think one that's good that we touched on a little bit earlier is, especially if you like when Harry Met Sally is a lot like love, because it's built very similarly. It's these two people that start off, the guy kind of who are the her. who are the actors and actresses in that? It's Ashton Kutcher and Amanda Peet. Oh, that's the one you're talking about. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, and he kind of likes her in the beginning, and she hates him. And it's essentially a bunch of years of them hating each other and it's, not hating. It's each other. very when Harry met Sally ish. They jumps back and forth. They meet each other. They is Ashton Kutcher good in it? I mean. Yeah, he's Ashton. Say, yeah, yeah he he's Ashton Kutcher. Because yeah. he's either really good or really bad in I almost everything I see him in. It's yeah. not like was whatever that terrible one with Brittany Murphy was. Oh yeah. Oh. It's not. No, I'm saying it's not. Like it's not. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. Bad. All right, I think it's garbage. And then I think his is it his actual brother that's in the movie that's deaf because he has a twin brother in real life that's deaf. I he does. Know. I'm not sure if that's who it is. Hmm. Anyways, great flick. That's a good one. You literally can't watch that or stream that anywhere. So, Will great. I own it on the DVD? <laughs> so. Kendra will lend it to you. Just no. gonna Hit us up it. on the socials. We'll, we'll get it to you. <laughs> All right, Scotty, what do you got? Yeah, uh, yeah. unfortunately, speaking of things that you can't stream, I'm going to just briefly mention this because I looked. It's not anywhere and it sucks, but it's Rob Reiner's first film, which is called The Sure Thing. And oh, I love 
it's a great movie and it's kind of similar in a lot of ways it's john cusack and daphne zuniga yes. on a road trip on a road across road the country trip. she's kind of a prude kind of uptight you know and he's going across the country to hook up with uh, nicolette sheridan or something like that mm-hmm. and um but it's a really really good movie and he realizes he's in love with her it of course spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. spoiler alert but i haven't seen it you can buy a used copy on amazon right now for eight dollars and five cents and the, that's t- daphne zuniga from fun. the movie we just space, watched space balls she's beautiful she's super cute in this yeah. too um yeah so but if you want something that's streaming go watch sleepless in seattle or something because mm. rob reiner's in it and that's on netflix or you know uh you've got mail is a solid pick too nothing wrong with you got mail meg ryan Ryan yep all right i love give it to america online all right, I'm gonna. I, I've got two, and and one one. I've, I the second one is just for for good reasons. Uh, I, Clerks. I mentioned it earlier. I feel like <laughs> this is kind of like a a follow up to when Harry met. I think it's when when Harry met Sally too. Essentially, I mean that's basically Double what it feature is. Double feature Harry met Sally in Clerks. <laughs> so which one is Harry? Who's Harry? Um, Dante. Yeah. Who's Sally? Randall. Uh, Randall. <laughs> she really <laughs> jumped off the other side. <laughs> no, but it's it's all about relationships and it's it's a lot of sex talk and and how people I think and I think what do people like about when Harry met Sally it feels like this is what people actually talk about. Right. And and I think that Clerks obviously to a little bit greater R rated extent is kind of what how people talk like that's the conversations like we would have when we were young and and, and, and just talking about relationships. So I appreciate that. That's on Paramount Plus. Um, the other one, and I've I've recommended this, and this movie makes so much more sense to me now because that I've seen when Harry met Sally, they spoof on it a lot. They came together, which is oh, a yeah. romantic comedy spoof. I didn't realize how many scenes like when she you makes, didn't get any of the jokes before. Well, I thought it was hilarious <laughs> that she orders a coffee with like seventeen thousand <laughs> instructions and like they're oh you want the special? <laughs> it's like all of that written up there. But like I didn't realize that's a whole when Harry met Sally joke. So there was a few different things in that movie that that play off of when Harry met Sally. So if you've not watched, they came together. It is a ridiculous, crazy, hard R spoof of uh, romantic comedies. And the reason I re- recommend it is because. It's on a streaming recommendation I've never heard before. Freevee. Oh, really? Freevee. Freevee. That's my favorite. I've seen I've not delved down the... I don't think we've ever we've, I don't think we've ever put Freevee on here not before. TV, so. so so you go Freevee. that's the movie where they go to meet her parents and they're like neo Nazis, right? <laughs> yes. That shit is so funny. All right. I got I got three recommendations. Oh my lord. I'm host and I don't give a shit. Mm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because fuck you. That's why. (laughs) The first one I've recommended multiple times on this podcast and already referenced it here, and that is Sleeping with Other People with Jason Sudeikis and Allison. No, not Allison Brie. Anyway. So. (laughs) (laughs) Some chick. Allison Uh, Hennigan. No. But anyway, so so that's a a great one. It kind of has the same structure. I think it's the best rom-com of the last 10 maybe more years it was good um it's great so that's one two it's great zach it's not good <laughs> Get it straight we're gonna go a little off script here and because of the billy crystal crystal bruno kirby combo city Slippers, oh, oh yeah uh which both is, are good i think i saw that in the theater dude as a youngster mm-hmm. bro. jack palance yeah. palance i think won uh, one supporting actor for Jack that. Palance. I believe you're right. Always oh, talking um, like this. And uh, there's that. a storm, bro. Oh, it's great. Uh, so anyway, if you want more Kirby and more Crystal, uh, sort of 
chemistry go there. <laughs> Their chats about baseball and everything. It's sitting right. it's, it's just, it's it's just oh, and, yeah, and, and so throw good. in uh, Daniel Stern in the mix. Yeah, I mean, come so on. Good. And throw in my ultimate fantasy, which is being a cowboy. Oh, I forgot. I, I, I mean, learned that dude. this weekend that Zach desperately wants to be a cowboy. Hey, rodeo. Hey, it's rodeo. Rodeo weekend. Oh, Actually, it just passed, Zach. but you know. We're, no, we're it's living this in a weird stupid weekend. No, 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 no. We're, we're, this won't come out. We live in a weird so. time is a flat circle. flat circle here at Video Kingdom. But yes, it is rodeo week. See, I went to rodeo last year. It was hot, and it won't be hot this year. Maybe it'll chill. be fun. This is the first year I'm gonna be stuck in town for rodeo because it falls right by my birthday, and we usually you, run away. You're gonna, and I can't gonna run go? away anymore. Walter will love it. Last time I was there, the only beer that you could possibly buy in the only place was Coors Light and Blue Moon. Oh, <laughs> I was yeah. like, am I in hell? Is this, <laughs> yes. is this really what is happening right now? You're so snobby. I think Shock Top would be worse than Blue Moon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anything, but yes. lots of things would be worse. But if you only have to choose between those two mm-hmm, dog mm-hmm. shit beers, it was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I guess give me the fucking twist off fucking aluminum bottle of Coors, Coors Light. Light. Yeah, you, Jesus you're going to go that over Blue Moon because that's like gets thick and chewy. Blue Moon. Not good. <laughs> Christ. Give Tastes me like, an orange and, and drop hey, it in my beer, please. Yes. Hey, can I make my third recommendation here? For We're talking about citrus God. beer, bro. All right, the third Bra? one is a Bra? Freddie Prinze Jr. and Claire Fiorlani joint from 2000 called Boys and Girls. Ooh. Oh, very similar structure, but with a lot more Freddie Prinze Jr. <laughs> um, Especially since this one has zero. <laughs> is uh, Freddie Prinze Jr. a dick in it? Because oh, no, he's, he's always like very like. No, oh no, he's exactly like the opposite. He's kind of earnest and nerdy. Oh, okay, that one. That's exactly yeah, that's pretty great. Jr. Has Jason Biggs in it in kind of a weird little supporting oh, role. Oh. It's a very is there prematurely pump. <laughs> I'm the pie. pie fucker. Um. Anyway, <laughs> this is one that like you know it's it's you got to take it for what it is. But I I really love it. Have you seen it, Kendra? I've never even heard of what? it. What? I'm not. I'm gonna watch it though. What is it streaming on? Oh, it's on. You can watch it right now on Paramount Plus. Freddie Ooh, Prince we've Jr. We got that. Dude. We subscribe to the Plus. Boys and girls, watch it. Report back. Watch Clerks Heard. first. Okay. I, wa- I watch Clerks. <laughs> I like Clerks two more. <laughs> All right. Did you uh, watch Clerks three? Not yet. I need no. to. No, it's not great. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm still excited. I'm for so it. excited that Brad admitted he didn't like it. Let's let's do some <laughs> let's do some Rees. That's how I know you're real, Brad. Do something else. Let's do Rees. No jet watch for Maverick, Mexico on that goose stick. Iceberg list Titanic, Leo's drawing that nude shit. Jim fucks Nadia like we all thought he should. Ricky and Doughboy get the fuck out the hood. Luke hooks up with Leia just like he's intending. It's time for a reshelf and alternate endings. I, think, I love Zach was trying to get me the air drum again or, or what, but I'm like, dude, it's a fucking. There's no I sample. I sampled that one. There's no fill. Scott was like, what the fuck? There's no fill. I'm not going to look cool doing a fucking weird hi hat beat. Uh, <laughs> movie ending songs, anybody? I didn't come up with anything. I didn't do anything like that. I was just, Shit. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Nice segment. I do have no, I do have no alternate <laughs> ending, though. Give it to us. All right. All right. So my only thought was like, dude, we got to make this movie kind of fucked up. You know, everybody likes a, a little bit more fucked up. This movie is very kind of vanilla. Even mm-hmm. like the emotional moments are just not high stakes emotional. It never gets aggressive. Like, you know, love can be aggressive. It can be like, like even their yelling matches or crying matches. It's just never that like you kind of feel like oh, it's not that big of a deal. Anyway. Harry was actually a Russian spy the entire time. Oh. And it's because Sally's dad was a top official at the Department of Defense. He works on projects, you know, to uh, prevent Soviet nuclear attacks. 
So he's a very high value target. After uh, Harry finally confesses love to her, he proposes and a wedding is planned. Her father is at the wedding, of course, and Harry goes and assassinates him uh, with some poison cake. And uh, <laughs> then he escapes for Russia, <laughs> leaving Sa- Sally brokenhearted and, uh, you know, just confused. <laughs> I mean, that seems reasonable, well, you know? <laughs> he, he was just like so coy about his job. Uh, I work for political. If blah, anyone blah, blah, in that blah. movie is going to be a spy, though, it's going to be Ira. Ira. Ira's yeah, the Ira's spy. Yeah, the, Ira's the, the new husband. And Helen's husband the little Helen. like slutty. Oh, the gets bald the guy. Yeah. yeah. But, but Ira. Doesn't Harry the whole time, he's like, I, I do political consulting or something. Like, he's just like, it's a very. Yeah, his job's yeah. very ambiguous. Kind of ambiguous job. He never, like, they never are very passionate about what they actually do. Right. As a bald man, there's a thing that, <laughs> there's a thing that Ira does in this movie that it just doesn't, you don't really see as much anymore, which is just like fully embracing your baldness and growing the sides out. <laughs> like he really like lets the sides go. Right. And the top is just like nothing. You don't see that a lot. And anymore. he's a little lurchy. Oh, I thought he was a great looking man. I, oh. I think, well, I mean, just like bald brotherhood. I'm partial to, I'm partial is that what to it uh, is? skinheads. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Mark. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> My alternate ending was just founded, though, in the fact that like they never talk too much about their jobs and they never talk they about never their do. families. Like we know nothing about their. No, it's just Harry and Sally. We know nothing about parents, Mm-mm. brothers, sisters. Well, and I think that's probably on purpose because they kind of become each other's family, right? They're uh, they're like really dependent on each other. She never calls her mom and asks for mom for did help. All the, did all the parents die? I think there was think, a terrible. I think New Yorkers just don't really have families Ooh, <laughs> they just they're bred by it's rats hard. and they just kind of like grow up in the street bred so. by rats <laughs> jesus christ dude what's well, some fucking racist eat. stuff dude i mean you just <laughs> what, 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 what racist trope is about rats because i mean i'm asking for i really want to know i think what you're doing right now is projecting i was <laughs> <laughs> just trying to go along with my skinhead joke earlier <laughs> All right. Anyone else have a reshelf alternate ending? So I was going to reshelf this. Um, I didn't really flesh this out too much, but I maybe you guys can help me kind of come up with some other points. But I want to reshelf it as a thriller. Oh, and I like that. Basically, they go on this car ride together, <clears throat> kind of talking, whatever, similar type of vibe or whatever. But then after that, they separate and then she starts dating somebody and then he just kind of disappears and she he doesn't say goodbye or anything like that. She just, he leaves a note or something. So then, and then they'll get back together and he'll try, you know, they'll be making this friendship Then she'll get with somebody else. The next thing you know, something happens to that guy. Oh, because he's a Russian spy. <laughs> Dude, I love so, where this is going. So, so basically <laughs> the whole movie is them <clears throat> being reunited and her significant others just kind of disappearing and he's killing them. It's like an extreme version yeah. of something about Mary. Where yeah, like yeah. where yeah, like Woogie, Woogie, uh, Woogie is killing exactly. dudes. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I thought you were gonna say that she was killing them and like and then finally oh, poisoning yeah. them um, in the food. every time he shows back up, she's like, oh fuck, I don't like I this guy and, and just guy. kills him. Interesting. Single yeah. white okay. female type okay. shit. Okay, yeah. could go either direction. Right. And then he leaves and she's like, okay, I guess I got a new boyfriend. And then as soon as he comes back, yeah, oh fuck this guy. Then she kills him with poison cake. Poison cake. <laughs> <laughs> poison cake's like the most specific way to kill somebody. 
All right. So if, I, if she's going to kill him with anything, it's going to be the pie, apple pie a la mode with the ice cream on the side, on the side. but not heated. And yeah. It's bloppy, bloppy, bloppy. Oh Put the poison on the side. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. All right. I've got kind of a combo deal here. It's pretty subtle change. So <laughs> everything happens exactly the same. It's my favorite beginning to all the alternate endings. <laughs> and we all know where they're going too, which is awesome. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's gonna be some surprise after 110 episodes. It's like this is gonna be a surprise. And everything they're, happens they're not exactly even the understand same. Just where hear, this just comes hear from. Me out. Just hear me out. So. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. I got it. I got it. I'm good. Okay. So he shows up. He says. <laughs> You're, you're not good, bud. You don't got it. <laughs> doesn't have it. I'm going to get this back. I promise. <laughs> I was thinking about melty vanilla ice cream right now. Oh, yeah. So white and creamy. Mm. <laughs> so creamy. <laughs> it doesn't look... <laughs> it looks like he's in pain. We've ruined him. He looks like he hurts. I've never seen him. You guys, he's crying. He's crying. He's, he's, guys, he's actually an AI robot. His battery is low okay. right now. That's what happens when Nate doesn't sleep. <laughs> oh, Touch okay. your phone, it's going to go black. Okay. Okay, here we go. Okay, so he says, I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of eternity with somebody, oh. you want the rest of eternity to start as soon as possible. And at first, she's like, "This is oh, it's really romantic," and she kind of cocks her head and she's uh, like, "Wait, exposing her neck a little bit." You mean like the rest of our, your life? And then Billy Crystal bears his fangs and says, "No, the rest of eternity." <laughs> I want to suck your blood. Bites her on the neck, turns her into a vampire, mm. and roll Harry Connick Jr. and mm. boom, yep. and then shitty piano say- fucking <laughs> ensues. <laughs> When Harry met Sally till dawn. When Harry met Sally till dawn. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. We didn't see that coming. God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Though. That's a great. That's a great reference for the uh, the the. That got elected in our draft for best quote. Was that correct? That that whole speech, his, his speech. most romantic. Yes. Oh yeah. no, for most romantic yeah. one-liner. <gasps> That's yeah. right. I think it might have won somebody a draft or something. I actually like her response. What's her response in the movie? He says all that shit. He says, "God damn it, Harry." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you I hate you. I hate you. Oh, or yeah. I hate you. She says, "I hate you." You and- make it impossible for me to hate you. Yeah. And I hate you, Harry. That's fucking the greatest line. <laughs> <God. laughs> Ten <laughs> things I. <laughs> <laughs> Ten things I hate about you, poem yeah. fucking line ever. I well, that's that. where it started. <sighs> All right. See, I didn't know that. I'm just like uh, Brad watching like uh, fresh... They Came Together and just having no idea where half of the jokes Jeez. came from. I'm, I'm watching that again probably tonight. <laughs> <laughs> or tomorrow night. I don't know. One of the You'd other. be like, I thought this shit was funny before. All right. I can't wait. Anybody else got uh, anything to throw in here? Mm. Are we we're good? We good? Everybody good, said man. their piece. I think we should leave. Moving. <laughs> All right. Uh, Next week, we are back with a draft, and that draft is O-O Orgasmic. (laughs) Sound effects. I love it. We are going to be drafting the most memorable orgasms in movies. Real or fake. Real or fake. So. Non-pornographic. 
Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. important. No porn. Like, it's not a Pornhub dive. Oh, those are still movies. We can't do Pornhub. <laughs> well, I'm, Shit. Maybe we should take a, they're, they're, a, a I've already done a deep dive. I bet you have, bud. <laughs> I bet you have. There goes 300 hours. Of <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, Devil Miss Jones, yeah. one, two, three, four, and five were like my top six. six. So if I'm not prepared next week, now you know why, because uh, <laughs> I thought we were doing a different category than we are. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. So that's uh, coming back at you next week. This was Unintended. when Harry met <laughs> Sally. Don't make me cry again. When Harry met Sally. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>